1: this week on the garage beers podcast well it's week one of nfl football has come and gone we might not want to talk about it but we're going to the browns got stomped by the ravens Uh, so we're going to talk about that other action from the nfl plus uh, news continues to roll in on college football on the big 10 and to talk about that with us we have got none other, uh, none other than the defensive MVP from the 2015 National Championship, Ohio State Buckeyes, Tyvis Powell joins us in the garage. All that plus our Garage Beers of the Week, so come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite long chair, crack open your favorite cold one and join us for Garage Beers. Hello and welcome everybody episode 28 of the garage beers podcast with you as always right here michael keith on the west side of cleveland you can find me on twitter at garage beers mike uh, and again if you want to find the show all over social media at the garage beers on twitter and on instagram you can also find us on facebook we do fun stuff on there chad posts funny pictures you're going to want to join us for that stuff <laughs> and speaking of chad again as always joining us from the east side of cleveland uh, he goes by Chad Exotic, Chad Meyer. What's going on, Chad?
2: Oh, nothing much, guys. I am uh, just sitting here out on my porch. It's a little chilly. It's a little cool. It's a little crisp. It's great. Uh, I'm 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 enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I, yeah, got, the, ba- I got I got I got the Stanley Cup playoffs on the tube, and we're good.
1: Oh, so good. So at least one time this episode, your attention is going to be totally gone.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I will. I will. I will. I will I will black out. I will, I will, I will black out with my eyes open. <laughs> That's all right.
1: It, it happens. You know what? I'm out in the garage too. I got a sweatshirt on some pants. This is perfect weather. You couldn't ask for anything better up here. What's, what's the temperature even some 60.
2: It is nice and chilly. It's, nice. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's nice.
1: And let's send it down to Nashville, Tennessee, our next co-host as always, Joey Whalen. You can find him. Oh, Chad, I didn't even say this for you. You can find Chad on Twitter at garage beers, Chad, same thing on Instagram. So find him there too. Yeah. Yeah. But Joe, if you want to find him on Twitter at garage beers, Joe, what's going on Joey Whalen.
3: I have recaught the cooking bug of the stay at home <laughs> period. Oh God! Um, but I made some bomb things this week. I made uh, some homemade beef jerky yesterday or Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Sunday. Okay. Oh, so good. Homemade beef jerky. I made some ribs okay. tonight. Uh, made some rosemary salt, just kind of like a little seasoning to put in the uh, back pocket there. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're we're grilling, grilling here. Makes me, it makes hey. me nervous
1: because the last time you cooked something, you were dramatically late to the podcast because it was bacon.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it
2: was but a, the it bacon was a bad encounter with bacon.
3: <laughs> the bacon I made was phenomenal, so I would do it again absolutely.
1: Hours and hours of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we're going to have a ton of fun here on the podcast. Again, uh, we got just in a little bit here, Tyvis Powell coming up. He's going to talk to us. And we're going to talk to him, obviously, a little bit about his run to the national championship with the Buckeyes back in 2015. We're going to talk about his take on what's going on in the Big Ten. I know, uh, I think, Chad, he's going to agree with you more than me, but that's okay. Uh, and plus, <laughs> we're going to break down week one in the NFL with him as well. So uh, it's going to be a good time. But before we get to that, as always, We've got our garage beers of the week, and we will kick that off down in Nashville, Tennessee with Joey Whalen, who's I think he's got something a little special for us.
3: Yeah, we're going to bring for the first time since Chad's Pink Whitney. uh, (laughs) We're going to bring some liquor into the podcast here. So we're going to start Joe's Drink Corner, some shit like that. I don't know. know (laughs) It's a running title. It's a running title. (laughs) Joe's
2: Joe's Cocktail Corner.
3: Yeah, just cocktail corner. Cocktail corner. Ooh, cocktail hour uh, so so we'll do this Wayland. once a month, where I'll uh, prepare a drink of my own recipe and or whatever recipe I find that week, and uh, I'll share it with you all. Um, we'll post it on all of our socials. But this week I have just your classic homemade tequila. So I used uh, for my tequila. I'm sorry, oh. classic homemade margarita.
1: There it was. I was, I was like, like, wait a minute.
3: I, I
2: was like, <laughs> where is? I was like, where is the agave farm? No, he's got, got it will, in his. He's got an illegal We will get to homemade
3: gin at some point. Um, I have homemade uh made gin at home before, which is really fun. But homemade margarita, you can tell I've had one of these already. There it is. Um, so do 1800 tequila, contro, simple syrup, a full lime Um, absolutely fantastic. You shake it up, um, it is exquisite. Um, so we'll post that recipe on our socials and, uh, yeah.
1: And thanks for coming in everybody to Joe's cocktail hour.
2: N- Next week. It's Cosmos. With Co- Cosmos. <laughs> 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 I need a
3: theme song for that.
1: You know what? It sounds good. We're going, Hey, you know what? It's, it's could be a, tonight we're recording on Tuesday. We usually record on Wednesday, but Tuesday this week, it's kind of like, uh, it's like taco Tuesday, but you've got your tequila, tequila Tuesday. I'm down.
2: Uh, I'm not even kidding. You should put some soft jazz behind that. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, I can do that. Joe's Cocktail Corner.
1: (laughs) Deal. Cocktail Hour.
2: Deal.
1: Uh, Yeah, love it. All right, so Joe's got margaritas flowing over there, uh, which is exciting. I'm excited for like a once a month Joe's Cocktail Hour, a cocktail corner, whatever we're calling it. That's sweet. Uh, Chad, what are you drinking over there on the east side?
2: Well, I went to the Brooklyn Brewery. I mean, I didn't go to Brooklyn Brewery because it's in Utica, New York. But uh, it's my first pumpkin ale of the year, guys. It's the, yeah. it's, it's the Post Road Pumpkin Ale from uh, Brooklyn right. Brewery. It's nice. It's, uh, it's, it's, nice. Very, it's nice. It's, it's got <laughs> uh, very subtle pumpkin flavoring. Um, it's not overwhelming at all because I'm not a huge pumpkin flavoring fan. But uh, I like it. I like it. It's good.
1: All right. So that's, a, that's an exciting one. Don't forget to send me your picture of that so we can post it for all the people to see.
2: No worries.
1: All right. So that leaves me with my garage beer this week, and I'm bringing it to Northeast Ohio, specifically the Akron area, to one of my favorite breweries. I think one that gets overlooked a lot in this area because of all the all the Cleveland breweries, really. Uh, but one, one of the great breweries in the area, Hop and Frog Brewery down in the Akron area. Uh, and I'm going like dessert style with my beer tonight. And, oh, baby, is it a big old beer? Uh, I bought... The Double Chocolate Cherry Oatmeal Stout.
3: Oh my God.
1: And it Ooh, is, oh my God. Man. it's heavy on the cherry. It's heavy on the chocolate. Uh, and again, it's like an 8% beer. But I was telling you guys before, it kind of tastes like, it tastes like it's a 12 to 14% beer. Uh, but it is really good. It's a bit heavy, so it's not a fast drinker. Not that I won't drink it fast. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, found it over here on the west side and decided to roll with it so uh yeah double chocolate cherry oatmeal stout by hoppin frog is my garage beer of the week
2: most of your beers are so dark and so heavy it's just gotta like sit in your stomach but like like like
1: i don't know it usually comes
2: out like like, like how (laughs) how bloated do you feel after you drink most of the beers that you drink nope
1: uh when you drink as many of them as i do okay yeah, it's kind of like eating celery, really. It just does nothing to you. <laughs> does nothing.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's an acquired it's an acquired beer belly. I got it.
1: All right. So that was Joe's Cocktail Corner. And that was also Garage Beers of the Week. So hey, to you guys in on the east side and down in Nashville, and to you, the listener, we say cheers. Go ahead and share with us your garage beer of the week this week. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, l- give us any suggestions you got. All right. And now we are really, really excited to welcome in, uh, yet another amazing special guest, somebody that we are feel very lucky to have on the podcast. Uh, if you're a Buckeye fan, you're going to know this name. Uh, if you're a Clevelander, you're going to know this name, a Bedford native, uh, a, a multi-year starter at safety for the Buckeyes. And, uh, you might know him best as the defensive MVP of the 2015 national champion, Ohio State Buckeyes, and now he's the host of the <laughs> No Cap Podcast, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Let's bring in Tyvis Powell. Tyvus, what's going on, man?
4: Nothing much. I appreciate y'all for letting me come on the show and talk with y'all. Heck yeah
1: we're gonna have we don't have any fun on this show so i hope you're expecting no,
4: <laughs> no. Yeah. we, we, we uh, might uh, change that right now
2: Tyus, <laughs> yeah. uh, T- 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 man tyvus just think npr energy just we just have a beer <laughs> That's
4: you know what after a couple of the beers that uh, the truth will come out won't it <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there will be some there will
2: be some no cap after a couple
4: of beers <laughs> There it is.
1: <laughs> we're getting all, we're going to, you're going to have to pay us by the end of this for all hey, the references.
4: Yeah. I like to be authentic. You know, I got my own podcast called No Cap because we want to be authentic. and want to be real on there. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure.
1: All right. So my first question for you, Tyvis. you know, I gave you, like, there was a lot to cover in that intro. <laughs> and there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but I just listened to your latest No Cap oh. podcast episode. what you think of it? From beat? <laughs> well, I, gotta, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have an <laughs> argument for you or not.
2: Sounds you, like he has one beef. He has you one got pro-
1: beef. Oh, man. Would, okay, you. so answer this question honestly. All right. Would you have a problem with boneless wings if they weren't called boneless wings?
4: No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> if they Because they're chicken nuggets. tenders. Nuggets, right? Nuggets, chicken Like saucy tenders, nuggets. You know, but like... Like there's no such thing as a boneless wing. Like, it, like a wing has bones in it. So, it's like, you know, if it's not had no bones, it's considered a nugget or a chicken tender. So, that's my hey, that's hey, my hey. only issue with it. I'm not saying that I knock it. You know, I every now and then I like <laughs> I like to switch it up every now and then get some boneless wings every night. Well, nuggets every now and then I should <laughs> say.
2: Hey man, boneless wing nuggets have just shaped this dad bod for years. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, we didn't even bring that that up. Tybus Tybus is a new dad. You're going to get to know all about that, man.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Dad Bob uh, Town. You know what? I didn't realize how real that is. That's really like a thing. Like this dad body thing. It's like I put on like five pounds and I can't lose it. I've been working out like crazy and I can't get rid of it. It's crazy. (laughs) Imagine like three years from now when
1: you don't even care that much. (laughs)
4: <laughs> no, see, pounds, that's the thing. I, pounds, you know i want i want to try to look like how i did when i met my girl my fiance. so i like trying mm-hmm. to keep up with that look i get i don't know i mean i, get, I guess when, when when my playing days is officially over then that's when i just you know i forget it yeah. oh yeah you, you gotta work got extra playing hard days.
2: to keep that shape man extra hard to keep that shape that's for sure well that's a, it's a trap
1: isn't it yeah it's a trap I'm when you're finding pregnant. out the hard way when my wife was pregnant <laughs> she just all she would want was ice cream. So I'm not going to go pick her up an ice cream and not have one myself. It's a trap. See, that's, that's,
4: that's what I fell like into. I was, yeah. you know, like, well, I guess I got, I might as well eat too. And... Yeah.
2: Hey, let's stick with the food issues because I've had to re I've had to reevaluate friendships on this. All right. Okay. Look, how crispy do you guys like your bacon?
4: I like my pretty crispy, you know. Yeah, right. A little extra. crunch, little crunch.
2: Yeah, with some crunch on it for sure. Someone said, someone, someone today told me like, oh no, because they had like a scale of like rubbery bacon to like to like extra extra crispy bacon, and um, and, and someone was like, yeah, I like the rubbery style. I'm like, you might as well just eat a, like a bag of rubber bands, then, man.
3: <laughs> no, I didn't need to break yeah. it apart uh, like a cracker. Like it's got to snap right in half.
4: Yeah, right. now, no, no, don't get me wrong. I eat it. I eat the one too. Well, I, I mean, prefer it's bacon. <laughs> it's right. I mean I'm about to say it's oh. bacon. It, it don't
1: matter how I like, come home and eat it. <laughs> oh, bacon, oh, oh, I probably some... would I probably would eat bacon flavored rubber bands. It's fine. Uh yeah. I like
2: when people
1: I like when people are like, Oh god, I'm sorry I burnt the bacon. I'm like, I'll just take that plate. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing. <laughs> <Yeah>, I'm about <laughs> to say you did it right. I'm good with that.
2: <laughs> okay. And then there's another one. Let me know if you guys agree with this. you got to be like a special kind of asshole to get a well-done steak. Oh, yeah. Well,
4: that's well if that's the case, that's you cool. might as well just get a burger, right? Who goes right. to a steakhouse and get a well-done steak? You might as well go right. get a burger. Yeah,
2: just, yeah, we're just, all on the same page just, here. Get yourself a piece of cardboard and and, <laughs> and grill <laughs> that up. And, and it's basically <laughs> the same thing, man.
4: Ooh, good. About to, good. Good I don't recommendation think I had a well-done steak Ooh. since i I, I ain't had a well-done steak since I was, like, 12, maybe. Nah. Oh. Yeah, that's some kid shit. it's been a while.
2: That's some kid shit.
4: Need that flavor.
1: I got a good recommendation for you because I know you're doing a lot of your podcasts, uh, the No Cat Pod. I know you're doing that a lot at uh, mm. B-Dubs down in the Columbus area. Uh, I, yes, actually, I am. If you like your wings crispy, because I like crispy wings. Yeah. If you like your wings crispy, B-dubs, ask them for the 18-minute wings.
4: No no, an option. Crispy wings? That's an option?
1: Yeah, ask for the 18-minute wings. It takes longer to cook, but it is amazing. I, you know Ooh. what?
4: I show him about to do it this Friday. <laughs> I show
0: him. <laughs> yeah. it it I'm about
4: to say, make I got to write that. that. I, I got to jot that now. 18-minute <laughs> wings. <laughs>
1: 18 minute wings. You will not regret it. I uh I wanna hear I want to hear your review when you do your podcast.
4: I got you. I'm I'm gonna do it right on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's one of those like that's one of those like hidden menu things, like Chipotle, like like the things not on the menu that you can can ask. That's why when he
4: when he said it, I'm like, is that a thing? I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. they'll know exactly what you're talking about too. Okay, well looking forward to that. There it is. Do it. All right, well, we, we didn't have you on just to talk food, although I think with this crew, we probably could do that all <laughs> night. Uh, um, but let's talk about you a little bit. Obviously, a Cleveland guy, you went to Bedford High School, uh, uh, obviously a football star there, and then you chose yep. OSU. So so being a Cleveland guy, being an Ohio guy, obviously the first question is, did you know all along you wanted to be a Buckeye?
4: Absolutely. Okay, so it, it came to me when the – when the um, Buckeyes played Miami in the uh, national championship. And after they won that game, I was like, ah, that's where I want to go to school at. So from that moment on, that's kind of like, was my, became my dream school. Yeah. All right. See,
1: that's good to know. Cause I think a lot of people, they play it off. Like I didn't know until like they recruited me or until this or that. And you came in, right? You came in urban's first year, right?
4: Yes, I did. Yeah. So that had to be exciting too, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. You you hear stories about Urban and you don't really know, but you know he's a good coach because obviously you know you you seen what he did at Florida and whatnot. So you know who he is. You know he's an Ohio guy, and you know he's probably the right choice for the job. But when I got there, like they were, you know, they, they had just went six to seven, and he was doing his um, it was like a cleansing period. Yeah, he was trying to get weed out the bad people that didn't want to be there type thing, and. It was like we did these 4 a.m. workouts in the in the snow. It was outside in the it was in the snow. So I'm like, as a as a as a kid coming in out of high school, I'm thinking like, oh man, this is this. So this is how the college workouts are. Like I guess this is what we do. And everybody, everybody that's been there, like, hey man, this is some BS. Like I can't yeah. believe he got us doing this. So I was so naive. I was like, okay, well, I guess we just gonna be a hard trained team where we just like train outside in the code and whatnot. So yeah, that, that my, my first time being nervous was, that was how my introduction with him was. <laughs> did it work? Did it weed people out? It definitely did. It was a bunch of people that said, you know, that, that transferred and went other places and whatnot. But yeah, but I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was kind of like a handful of the people that left.
1: Can't imagine, but yeah, I guess, I guess if you were like, Hey, set your alarm for three, be out on the field at four. I'd be like, you know what?
5: <laughs> I
1: could get into computer
4: software. <laughs> You know, what? <laughs> I definitely, you know the business school is a good thing at Ohio State. Yeah. I think I might go ahead and take that <laughs> on the same for me
1: uh, yeah you're going to the business what time's your earliest class? 4 a.m.? yeah no? all right cool sign me up
4: so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it was wild man you know what it ended up working he ended up getting the, the bad guys or the people that didn't want to be there out and I think well we went 12 and 0 the first season so <laughs> yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> the plan worked <laughs> yeah right
1: so, did any school? I know you wanted to go to Ohio State. Did any school make the decision tough for you,
4: though? Michigan State did. They, did they? they were, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Pat Narduzzi did a great job with doing of recruiting, and he definitely wanted me to flip. And then it was a couple of times I was like, ah, eh. but then I got to thinking, like, oh, come on, man, I'm from Ohio State. This is like a once in a lifetime chance. Like, this there's, there's, <laughs> right. can't pass this so. <laughs> Every kid, every kid who grows up
2: in
3: Ohio, no, I said Ohio. you
4: can't on, pass. Man. You can't pass this up. No way.
1: I don't know the people. There's a lot of people that grow up in Ohio. I was just talking to a guy today, grows up in Ohio,
4: hates Ohio State. I just don't understand how. Like, and then and then you attempt you be a, a fan of the team of North, so you so you like lose it is what you're saying. Like, it, I, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. That makes that's no like, sense to me. It's not, just, and it's that's not. What, that's what. It's not like Ohio State people are like cocky. I mean, we just know we're going to win. So, like, it's not a cocky <laughs> thing if it's the truth, right? I think in Cleveland it's a lot cuz there's a lot of like Irish Catholics in
1: Cleveland and they love Notre Dame. Oh uh, yeah, so I don't, Notre Dame. I don't
4: understand any of that Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame yep. hasn't been Notre Dame since the 90s, so <laughs> yeah. The only time ta- the
2: since only time they ever root for Notre Dame is when they play Michigan. Like <laughs> that's the only time. Yeah, time yeah it's kind of that.
4: that's kind of true actually. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know. And I'm not even like, again, I I have other, I went to a, I went to a, like an SEC school that I'm a fan of. And that's probably my number one team. But like, I'm an Ohio State fan. I grew up here. I like Ohio State. Yeah, that's like,
4: what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what people be like. Like, a, a somebody that grows in my, ah, I don't like, I don't want to go there. Like, you're lying. <laughs> you, you're lying. <laughs> you say you don't want to go, you don't want to go a place where you go win and compete for national championships. You don't want to do that. Like that makes right. no yeah. sense.
1: No sense. All right, so you get down to Ohio State, uh, you back up, or so you redshirt your first year. Yes. And then your your redshirt freshman year, basically, you back up Philly Brown. Uh, you play a lot, but you're not starting. And then your second year, you come in and you're starting. And...
4: I, I mean, I started at nickel, so and okay. I backed up. I backed up Pitt Brown. Okay. Philly Philly play receiver Pitt safety i backed up pit but i started at nickel technically so i mean i i guess i you could consider me a starter because we were, we ran nickel dang, semantics yeah. <laughs> <Semantics>. <laughs> Just
2: saying. Uh,
1: but your second year uh playing yes. yeah that's that's the big year that's 2014 2015 right yeah that's what i'm and, starting at safety yeah i mean can do you ever look back and just think about like If you don't remember the defense, I mean, we won't even talk about the offense right now, but do you even, like, if you look back at that defense, Uh Joey Bosa, Michael Bennett, Adolphus Washington, Darren Lee, Curtis Grant, Uh Apple, Von Bell, like, Oh, yeah. Durant. Yeah,
4: I can remember all all 11 of them. Oh, yeah. it was all right. I mean, it was all right. Time is foul. Time is is foul. There was some some decent names in there, you know. It did okay. Yeah, a couple guys. (laughs) (laughs) It did all right. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) No, yeah, it was was ridiculous how talented that team was. And then to think about, like, the next year, like, we was even talented. And then to keep thinking, like, every year, it just seems like the defense and just the recruiting at Ohio State is just the players that come. It's just unbelievably really good. Like, they turn out to have great careers at <laughs> Ohio State and go to the NFL and now they're breaking contract records where we got the highest paid running back and the highest paid receiver and D like That's the question. we didn't <laughs> Oh by the way
1: oh, by the way also Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, Cardale
4: obviously. what I Yeah, it's it's crazy. And that's the thing about going there. Another reason why I don't understand why people don't want to go there. You go against like some of the like best talent in the world so like in practice you see like you go against the hardest person you probably going to see all <laughs> so like if you know if you could co- compete with this guy and do good against him you're probably going to be pretty good for the rest of the year so i yeah i don't yeah for sure we i it's special to go there for sure
2: now what what was your take what's your take on like how big of an impact did urban have from a recruiting standpoint i mean i know he did but like you know cuz cuz for instance like you, jim jim tressel originally recruited you correct
4: absolutely he's the one who gave me my offer
2: yeah and he you know obviously he you know was he didn't seem to get players from a lot of other states. You know, he it, it seems like he mostly concentrated on the Midwest. Yes. But it seems like it seems like Urban was just had a national yeah, yeah. national reputation. How big of an impact did having Urban Meyer have it, uh, in recruiting?
4: I think I think it was huge because he, I mean, think about it, we wouldn't have had like uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Joey Bosa or or Michael Thomas or something like that. We wouldn't have had those guys because you know, they was all from other states, <laughs> and they actually played, like, a huge part of our success. So I think mm-hmm. him being able to go to the South or to the West and recruit some of those guys from California and Texas and Florida and stuff like that, I think that's also He does a great job at that. I mean, it's definitely helping our university. I mean, they're not from Ohio, but after being at Ohio State, they might as well say they're from Ohio because everybody <laughs> – we adopted them, basically, and they all yeah. – we oh, love yeah. their forever. So –
1: all right, so let's talk about that run a little bit because the first thing I'm going to obviously, you guys undefeated all the way through the year. Get to that Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, and, but the we week went, well, before,
4: we wasn't undefeated. We lost to uh, Virginia Tech. Oh,
1: you did? Oh, that was the Virginia Tech year. The
4: Braxton spin move game.
1: The spin move game.
4: No, wait, was that that was year? Or no, no, no. no well, the, you went no, no, the year before that, That the twenty we're talking about the 2014 season when we won the Natty. Yeah. No, yeah. we lost yeah. to Virginia Tech the second game of the season.
1: You're right. You're right. So the, the next year word. was the Braxton oh. still move. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, I
4: remember that. I remember that. That. You
1: was guys a have long. a great year. You get. I can't remember hardly. I don't remember what I did yesterday. Uh, I'm doing my best here, Tyvis. Uh, <laughs> I got
4: you. No, I got you. I'm gonna make sure everything's right.
1: Yeah, you get it right. Uh, <laughs> you. Uh, uh, you get to the Big Ten championship game, and the first thing I want to ask about is just kind of what happened to the team. When they have to make that switch because of injury to quarterback yes. and Cardale Jones comes in yeah. and nobody, I don't know if you guys know, cause you're in practice all the time. So, yeah. you know, things that people don't know but nobody knows what to expect yeah. when Cardell Jones comes in. Are they going to have to run it safe? Are they going to, is Ezekiel just going to have to carry the load and Cardell comes out and just throws like 72 touchdown touchdowns <laughs> against, <laughs> against Wisconsin. And you guys end up winning. What was the final score? Like 59 to nothing yeah, or something like that.
4: Number, yeah. Um, I mean, did you guys
1: know coming in like Cardale's going to come in and just start throwing bombs?
4: I mean, listen, we knew everybody knew Carter had a strong arm. Like he at the time, he had the strongest arm on the team. And you know, our roommate with Carter. I was Carter. That was like my roommate through college. So I always knew that he could throw. Plus, I went against him in high school when he went to Glenville and stuff. Yes, we, we did a seven on seven, and I ended up picking him off and putting him out the seven on seven. But that's another. That's <laughs> Wait, do another you want thing. to tell that story? <laughs> that, that, do you want to tell yeah, it? That's another story. I can you tell. You listening, it, right? Cardale? No, so
2: this is what happened shoulder off man brush your
4: shoulder <laughs> off there, yes, Yeah, I had no picking cardell off and ending them and putting them out but you know that's, that's hey,
1: Cardell do you remember that nah,
4: that's remember neither here that? nor there but anyways <laughs> so I always knew that Cardell had a strong arm. Um as a as a team you know um that week of practice I think we had like like two or three receivers go down with hamstring issues like they because you know Cardell was slinging the thing so far they had to run to go get the thing. <laughs> And they, you know, I, no knock to JT. JT's arm is good, too, but he's not as strong as Cardell's. No. So, you know, they wasn't used to running to go get the thing. So we already knew he could throw the deep ball and whatnot. Um, as a defense, we was thinking, you know, all we're going to do is we're going to play. We're going to shut him down the best way we can and try to get Cardell the ball. Because if Cardell got the ball, more opportunities, the more he can have to score. And they don't have the ball to score. So that was our whole mindset is to get the ball back to the offense as, as much as possible. And the funny thing is, every time we seem to get the ball back to them, they would score. So we was like, Man, <laughs> you know, like, this is good. let's keep doing this. And they, say, like, as
1: a they defense, you, you guys were probably out there on the field as much as the offense, as fast as they were going down the field and scoring. Like, yeah. Guys, it,
4: they, they, they weren't giving us a lot of, possession. they wasn't giving a lot of breathers that game. You know, it was, no. it was nice that they were scoring, but you know, we, as, after going three and out or being on the defense for a while, you know, we kind of want to read the two. Yeah. You know? So, you know, we need yeah, y'all to on. get out. Yeah, First you know. downs, Gardell. Down. Take please. the check down every time. How, 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 how about a nice nine-minute
2: 12-play drive? Man, the,
4: that'd be nice. But, you know, like I said, I wasn't going to stop him, you know, because he sure had that
1: offense rolling. You guys see, they cut over like after the seventh touchdown, the defensive players are just throw in their helmets like, son oh, of a f- bitch. Yeah. <laughs> God.
4: Like, soon, soon as you sit down and get a drink of water, defense up. Oh, man. Like, Come on.
5: <laughs> Come
1: on. <laughs> All right. So so you guys, you knew about the big arm. And was there just like, I don't know. It, it just looked like there was a feeling with the team. like, And maybe it was a, a JT Barrett thing because JT Barrett goes down um, and I'm not JT Berry's probably number one fan, uh, yeah. but but not because of the person he is. I don't know who he is, but he seems like a good guy, and he was a great leader for the Buckeyes, and he's going to go down as a great Buckeye quarterback.
4: Absolutely.
1: But there just was this. It seemed like there was just this feeling, and maybe it was like a. Did you guys feel inspired to like play for JT a little bit when he went down, or was it just like we?
4: It was a. We had a lot of inspiration. You know, we had um we lost one of our teammates. Um, he died like towards the end of the. I think after the team up north game or during the team up north week he passed away. So we had that on our hearts and we had, you know, after people counting us out so much, you know, they I think we were underdogs that that game. For the yes. first time of the season, we were underdogs yeah. and it was like people wasn't really picking us to win. And it was like, like, really? Like, <laughs> so we got to go out there and we got to play with that chip on our shoulder. Like, you know, we still is the Ohio State University. You know, this is, we play great football here. And, you know, just seeing JT go down, you know, we, after what he did, you know, he led us to the 11 and one record. Yeah. Um, we definitely had to play for him. And, you know, with the Braxton going down, it was just so much motive. It was a lot of motivating factors. And uh, the number one motivating factor, believe it or not, was actually each each other you know it's like like for i know for a defense i can't i can't speak for the offense but for a defense i know for a fact that it was i love my teammates so much that i was willing to put my body on the line to do whatever it took to get the win you know so that for that in particular that game i was in the box standing next to joey like I was like playing on the line and I'm like, I don't never, <laughs> I'm a defensive back. What do I look like playing on the line type thing? But it was what we needed to do to win the game. So I, I knew I wasn't gonna make a lot of plays. I just know I needed to do something and I wasn't gonna get no recognition for it, but I was just gonna do it to the best of my ability because I knew this was gonna help us win. So it was like that that mindset is what stuck with us throughout the whole rest of the year.
1: I remember, you know, maybe it's just an Ohio State thing or it's a big 10 thing or whatever but the teams always get uh, always underdogged especially when playing other conferences and stuff and and I'm like and I'm looking back we read the list of names on that team right <laughs> and that team was an underdog to what
4: yeah no uh, is uh, yeah
1: is that possible
4: was it, it, that's where reality was at the time. <laughs> like I said, everybody took that Virginia Tech loss and just kind of threw us under the bench. Like, it, it was over with. And then JT went down. They was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely over with. For one. They ain't got nobody no more. And it was just like, like we recruit well around here. Like, we, we got a lot of bullets flying. Yeah,
2: like they said, if I mean, in college football, if you're going to lose, lose early. Yeah, you you have <laughs> that chance to
4: yeah, rebound, Right. right. That, at that time, that was the most truest statement ever wrote.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so you guys marched through wisconsin and and i i'm gonna tell you this i remember the championship game i remember the oregon game Mm -hmm. i don't remember all the little details of it Mm -hmm. i will never ever forget that alabama game (laughs) 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 like that is one of the craziest football games I have ever watched. That, that,
4: that, that was insane. like a slug fest. That, I ain't gonna lie. That was probably the funnest game we played I've ever played in in college. Like that game was a <laughs> slug. Because they were it's just as physical as we were. And it was, it was like you had to come with it that game. It was You couldn't have no fear that game. Like all fear had to be gone. You had to just completely trust that your teammates was going to help you and be there. You needed to do what you needed to do, your job, and it was gonna get things done. It was, man. At the beginning, it wasn't looking good. But the thing is, we was down, but we was so we was like a confident bunch that was down. Like it was like, man, our offense is driving on them. Like they not that good. Like everybody, Alabama was <laughs> just that good. They really not that good. If our offense <laughs> would just score, we would we would be winning right now. I think on the stat sheet, we was killing them stat statistically while We just didn't score. We ended up kicking like two field goals. So going in the halftime, we was like, oh yeah, we, we good, we got this. Like we know the offense going, the offense is driving, they just ain't put it in the end zone yet. So I'm like, with that, with, if that's the case, they gonna end up, they eventually they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna find what to punch it in. And once they start doing it, oh boy, it opened up the floodgates.
2: Tyvis Tyvis uh, I was scared. Uh <laughs> yeah. might not a been,
4: but, no, was, <laughs>
1: but it was 21 to seven Alabama. <laughs> You, were scared? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh, no. well, you, you scared? Oh no! I was scared. You wasn't really watching the game. Dude. You no, got... I know I was. I was. I was a <laughs> really? Browns fan. T- t-
1: I'm a Browns fan, Tyvis. Well, listen. I'm a Browns fan.
4: You still a brown, Aren't you still a Browns fan through thick and thin? <laughs> I wasn't right?
1: not. I wasn't not a fan. But when it went 21-7, <laughs> I was like, oh, son of a bitch." <laughs> uh, honestly, but, uh, yeah.
2: Right. Going into that game, I was just like, with Bama, you know, because it was Bama, and I was like, just keep it close, just. I Keep know close, that's what it, I, and and that's exactly what you did. And then when you took that, when when you guys finally took the lead, yeah, I couldn't stop pacing because I was just like, get a stop, like, get it. Do you still you like Mike?
1: Do you still have like have dreams? Do you still remember watching Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott go eighty five yards? You know that the
4: line. highlight flashes in my head a lot because I always I always remember the fact that Evan said that he was supposed to, that Cardale was supposed to motion him down, and he never did. Like he like if you look at, if you go watch the film, like Evan's looking at Cardell, like you supposed to motion me in, and Cardell snaps the ball. But the thing is, the thing, this this how fate worked though. This how fate worked. The, the thing is, the fact that he didn't motion him down helped him make the block even better. Cause the linebacker never seen Evan coming. So he ended up crack blocking the dude and it opened the seam of physique. And whereas to, to whereas if he would have motioned him down, the linebacker would have seen him coming and it wouldn't have been as good so actually it worked out good yeah <laughs> really it's good Yes, it's
2: just like we drew it up it's exactly
5: like
1: it up. Yeah. yeah i will never forget we got we were at this there's this bar on west 6th street in cleveland is it the basement is that what it's called i can't remember but it's an ohio state bar okay and we're down we got there at like like a buddy of mine and i got there at like four
4: mm. oh, yeah, well, just there, to get really. a spot yeah well, to get there, a spot there, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm
1: at first, like the first couple hours we were there, I was like, "This sucks." Mm-hmm. When the place packed, I was so glad we did that. Uh, I that was the, one of the most fun experiences in a bar watching a sporting event because mm-hmm. it's all Ohio State fans in right. Cleveland. Yeah, there's beer flying everywhere. Oh, I know y'all. I, I know it went <laughs> oh, they went nuts.
4: They went
1: nuts. It was awesome. So, so again, you get past Bama, and and then it felt like. It didn't even matter.
4: Yeah, that like you, Oregon played. No, Florida no, State. seriously, it really did. Cause we was we was in the national championship locker room, and we was sitting there talking about it. Like before the game, we was like, "Man, it don't even feel like the national championship. It feel like the Baylor game was the natty. This yeah. just this, this just like a regular game. That Baylor game, oh, that was so serious. And then we go in yeah. that, and we go in that game, and now we down. they take the first drive, boom, straight down. I'm like, oh, yeah. hold on now, oh, they, they yeah. It's legit. Hold on. Let's get let's get everything settled down right quick. Hold on.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like Jack Parkman, like ooh. Yeah. Oh gotta man.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't expect y'all to be like this. Okay, <laughs> hold on.
1: <laughs> I remember just sitting there watching like halfway through that game, like real comfortable. Yeah. But like, just real like. Well, this has been a fun season. They had, a, they, they came okay. out with that.
4: They came out with that, that first drive, and then we we kind of nipped the rest in the bud. But I I think what really killed it was that uh, that goal line stop before halftime. That that one was yes. kind of like they was like man, like it took all the energy out from
1: Oh yeah. So are you just feeling that like defense? Because that's you know. People forget about how good that Oregon offense was. No, yeah, Mark, I mean Marcus Mariota
4: like, was the highest winner that year. So. Yeah,
1: I mean they were crazy, but I mean what a what like a what a thing to hold your hat on like. I'm just the defensive MVP of the national championship you know, game. Like
4: I, I really be forgetting that. Like that's that's not something that I like. Kind of think about a lot. Like I, <laughs> like I was just happy that we won. What? It, yeah, the MVP thing really don't mean nothing to me because like it was so many people that I feel like could have won it on the defense. They could have gave it to the whole defense because I mean honestly I couldn't have did it without them. And they need. We all needed each other. We all contributed. The same I, energy to it, so like they, it could have, they could have any, mini, money, mode that one.
1: That's a real team-first attitude of yours. If that was me, I'd have a T-shirt for every day of the week. That's nah, like, yeah, it's, it's, hey, guess what I was, and then on the back <laughs> it'd be like National <laughs> Championship <just getting> Defensive <laughs> MVP. No,
4: nah, just the ring was fine. Just to be able to go out there and spit that I, I won with my with my boys. That's that's all I needed. Do you, do so, you know who I am? I, I was defensive. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who I am? I'd be calling
1: uh, I'd be calling Joey Bosa being like, hey, remember when you weren't the defensive <laughs> NBA-
4: of the national championship game? I remember mean, because it's like people probably watching it and be like, man, I wonder who won MVP in that game. <laughs> Joey's, the Darren Lee's, the Eli. Like Timus won it? Really? I <laughs> do <At all? Yep. laughs>
2: Yeah, he did. That's awesome. Now I got now I gotta ask you, Timus. Now, you know, we, we had Cecil Shorts on in an earlier episode in the show. Okay. Uh podcast history. Uh he says that. All of his Mount Union national championship stuff is, is with his dad. He said, he said he said, you know, his dad said, Give me that stuff. You worry about what you need to worry about in the NFL. Yeah. Do you ha- is your championship ring in your possession or is it locked away somewhere? My mother has it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it. My mother got My <laughs> mother got all my stuff. <laughs> she kinda did the season shorts thing. Who did we talk to after that? That we
1: asked that question and they were like, No. <laughs> like I keep my stuff. I don't remember. Daniel
3: Johnson. Was. Yeah, Daniel
1: yeah, Johnson. Daniel Johnson. Yeah. No, I got all my stuff. Oh, okay.
4: Fine. Well, <laughs> that's, that's funny that y'all bring Caesar Shorts. You know, I, I trained with Cecil Shorts when I was in high school. He probably don't even remember me or remember that it happened. But he was like, he was down in Mount Union and he got he got drafted on the year of the lockout, the NFL lockout. Yeah. And yeah. I had, I remember he got drafted, but they obviously wasn't going in yet because of the lockout. So I right. we drove, I drove down to Alliance and I'm like, I think I'm a senior. I'm I'm about to be a senior in high school. I think I might have already committed to Ohio State. And he was just down there and they was running like seven on sevens and stuff. And I went down there and, and was like playing with Caesar Shorts. And I'm like, are you probably like I said, he don't he probably don't even remember having, but I remember the funniest part about it was we was getting ready to leave and Cecil jumps on his bike and leaves. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he, was, he, he responds by saying, like, it's a lockout. I ain't getting no money yet. <laughs> so he was riding on his bike. I was like, why?
1: We asked him about that. We asked him about that because we were like, because we kind of forgot about the lockout. And we were like, he was like, uh, he was roofing.
2: Yeah, he was doing – he was a roofer. while well, He got really?
4: drafted, and he had to work yeah. as a roofer that yeah. summer because he wasn't getting <laughs> a paycheck. I was like, oh, it's real. I didn't know – because, I mean, I'm, as a kid, you you see somebody get drafted, and they yeah. just got all this money. like, yeah, no, I ain't seen out a dime. I said, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's working in Houston now. He's working for the Texans, like uh, their broadcast team. Really, so, yeah,
4: yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's nice. Seven so if, you need, kids. if you need
1: another guest on the podcast, he probably he got has
4: seven else. kids.
2: Seven kids. At and least, this
1: is a funny story. At least, at least he, he know know.
2: his stuff works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: oh, yeah. Dude, after <laughs> you know, about five kids, mine would not anymore.
4: Yeah, I, I probably like, would have got mine like our vasectomy. We're done. <laughs> he, was,
2: he was like, he was like four kids, right? He was like, four kids. He's like, my wife convinced me to have another one. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. You take two, I take two. It worked out well. Ended up having triplets. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> dang. Yeah. Yeah. I, it. I, so I was like, you're just
2: trying, trying to be Philip Rivers right now, man. You're just trying to be Phil Rivers. Yeah, they
4: got, the Cesar, they got they got, G's. they bound to do something great. That's right. Yeah, that's
2: right.
1: Uh, all right. So uh, before we get off the Ohio State talk, uh, because. You played another year at Ohio State uh, yes. before declaring for the NFL. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about that for a minute. But uh, just some fun questions about OSU. So, obviously, that season was special. Uh, the, the national championship run was special. Uh, but what what game is, like, the most memorable game that wasn't, like, the national championship or that game against Bama? What was the most
4: memorable? That, memorable that, that, that year, Penn State. Any oh. year. Oh, that Penn, that Penn State game in 2014. Oh, oh. my goodness. Oh, that was that, that was a good game because, yes. okay, I think – I'm not really sure if it was right after we played Virginia Tech. It might have been like a week – it might have been a couple of weeks after. I'm not really sure. Yeah. 100% sure when we played. But when we, whenever we played Penn State, it was at Penn State. We was wearing yep. the all white. It was the whiteout and whatnot. And we were struggling, I think, or we was going back and forth with them. And we end up going in overtime. And I think that was the game. I think JT sprained his knee or something. MCL. He did something. Something happened with yeah, his yeah. with his knee yeah. or something. And he wasn't supposed to keep playing. He was supposed to be done. Like he was supposed to put him to the side and put the backup in. I, I guess it would have been Cardell at the time. Yeah, it would have been Cardell. And JT said, forget it. I'm gonna just keep playing. And JT ends up, like, scoring like a game winner. But that was the first game that I realized that this team was special because we refused to lose. Like, no matter what the situation was, we was going to find a way to win. No matter what. And double we end up going – I think we went into overtime with them.
1: And, double overtime. Yeah,
4: double overtime. And we ended up pulling it out. Joey ended up taking the running back and throwing them in the Hackenberg and sacking him you know, for the game. Yes. And I was sitting there like, man, like we refused to lose. Like this was like the first time I really realized like, wow, these, these I could go to war with them. Like if I'm going to go to war, I'm going to war with my boys. And I know that we're going to find a way to win some way. We're we going to win this war. And I just, from that moment on, I knew that the season was going to be special because I knew we wasn't going to lose.
1: Yeah. I remember that. The other thing I remember about that game was that Navy game to start
4: the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, because that was, it was, was like a like close six, game. I had like 15 tackles that game. I, yeah. that, I didn't listen. <laughs> I knew that they was going to do that. I didn't even bother wearing gloves. I take my fingers up. That's how I knew right. they wasn't going to throw the ball. I'm like, yeah, they're not going to make throw a this ball. Oh yeah. yeah ain't, ain't no picks coming. I'm going to go ahead and take these fingers up. I'll like, be like <laughs> Sean Taylor, this game. Just had them fingers taped up. Cool. Go ahead, come down here. <laughs> with
2: that, Yeah, with that antiquated triple option shit. Yeah, man,
4: man, I couldn't stand that stuff, man. They say <laughs> they say that, like, teams that go against that offense, they, like, I think it's, like, 40% of the time that next week they end up losing or something like that. Yeah. And we fell victim to it because we lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't huh. see
2: that offense. Yeah, it's like you, you.
4: we spent all the training camp training for this offense, and then now we're going against a regular offense. Yeah. yeah
1: navy is the mvp for every team that plays that
4: <laughs> Oh yeah,
2: navy yeah. and army army does the same damn thing
4: yeah that that army versus navy game you know it's they're crazy. not throwing the ball <laughs> oh
2: yeah no no yeah 40 50 runs you expect a quarterback to maybe throw a couple of ducks yeah it might be about. i think
4: i think when we played about that they had two passes maybe one i'm not really even sure it might have just been one
1: all right, so Chad, I know you wanted to get into a little bit of the NFL stuff. So Chad, do you want to take it for that?
4: Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna just transitioning into the NFL here for just a second, uh, tyvis You yeah. know, uh, you know, you bounced around uh, a, a few different practice squads in the NFL now. Um, yes. Uh, I, you know, you know, you just had a kid. What are the, you know, thoughts and about the future, your future in the NFL right now?
4: Uh you know, I think at this point, you know, due, due to this COVID stuff, you know, obviously they bringing in, they're they allowing people to work out for teams now. I think that um, due to the fact that they didn't have preseason and stuff like that, they, they probably want to see other guys. Since I haven't been around and worked out for a couple of teams, you know, people kind of know who I am and know what I do type thing. So I think they need to see other players to see if they want to bring me in or whatnot. And I'm just trying to be patient with that. <laughs> Cause I, yeah. I feel like I still got like a lot of football to play. I feel yeah. like right now is when I finally, I'm, I'm back to my, like I'm in my prime. Uh, like I, I, it took yeah. me a while. Like, I, okay. I wasn't the best coming yeah. out and uh, like my NFL career, I've been like up and down, up and down. But like right now, I feel like I'm the healthiest I've been. I'm the smartest I've been i and studied the game and I'm like physically ready to play the game. And I feel like once I get that next opportunity, I think that's going to be the one that's, like, going to be – because to me, it's in my mind, the next opportunity is probably like, all right, this might be your last opportunity, so you got to go yeah. out. You got to go out. So that's how I'm yeah. training and preparing myself right now. So when that next opportunity comes, I could finally show the world that, like, I am a really good player type thing. Yeah, oh, pretty- yeah. So that's I mean, where – yeah. You're only
2: 25. Hell, yeah, you've got a lot of football left. So, yeah, Can you get yeah. Me?
4: Yeah, but, you it's, know, it's, they say that, you know, the NFL career is not long, you know. Uh, thank God I got, like, four credit to seasons thus far, but, yeah. That's just running backs. Just uh, running backs.
1: I like what you said on your podcast because you were talking about practice squads and you were talking about being on practice squads, and you you said, like, if some if a team is going to put you on the practice squad, they see something – They think you're special. They just need you to develop a little bit more into that.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think, like I said, that's what I think. uh, Yeah, that's basically what the practice They, You obviously, something's there. You might not know the playbook yet, or you might just need to go against our starters more, and it'll help you, like, bring you up to speed, you know, like to how you should be playing. And, you know, these is because, obviously, you're going against the starters. These are, like, some of the best looks you're going to get so it's going to help you develop yourself your talent so when we need you further down the line you know you're ready to go in the game and play if it comes to that
1: it's probably actually good that you've been on a whole bunch of practice squads or or been with a a bunch of organizations too right
4: it's not bad you have contacts it's it's not bad. somebody needs to call somebody right yeah i think like i said i've been around a lot of teams have seen me like like for example when i was last year i was with denver's practice squad yeah and i I promise y'all, I was doing really well. (laughs) I I was doing doing really well. And the only reason I got there is because, like, the uh, offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach was actually in San Fran when I was there. Yeah. So they had left San Fran and then they got to Denver and they was like, you know, we we know a guy who can play, like, who's good at safety. Y'all should check him out, type thing. So that's how I ended up getting to Denver. So it's more of a who you know, not what you know type thing. So, yeah. That was that was good, you know. Hopefully, something pops up. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it probably at this point it's probably you got wait on injuries or they got oh. young they got young guys and they want to see how the young guys are. So you know yeah. that's what you got. You got to wait to see how they how that shit works out for you.
1: So if you had to pick a
4: team, <laughs> whatever one want what? to whatever one want to baby. Don't listen. It don't matter. It don't matter right. to me
1: yeah i don't know but there's got to be like a oh i would go play with that team like, i don't
4: know what it would do the one that called whatever one called his phone right here yeah.
1: <laughs> uh if you got Tavis's number go ahead and me the call <laughs> He's available.
2: Oh, yeah. Listen. You know, listen, wait. all thirty-two NFL uh DMs. I know you listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Tyvus is available.
4: Yeah, Tivus you never know. They might be they, they might check it out. <laughs> they might be like, you know, let's call that guy.
1: Sign him to a contract that allows him to pay for daycare,
4: please. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> Actually, would be nice, <laughs>
2: Mister Mister Bar- Mister Barry. Sir, you lost Grant. You lost Grant. Tyus is available. I am available. You know. Barry, you know what? Sir. And
4: then uh, with them, I could be there. With the Browse I could be there in like an hour. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like one hour. So you know. on my
2: way. Yeah, yeah. There's no There's no expenses needed. God. I like
4: get my ass yeah, the They don't need right they don't right I don't need no hotel. I don't need the plane ticket. None. I just I drive right up there. <laughs> listen,
1: listen. <laughs> if you want to go up and play safety uh they could probably use it at
4: yeah. this point you know but you know they just traded for the the, Rod, the Ronnie Harris and mm-hmm. the, from from yeah. Jacksonville so you know they, yeah. you know they, uh, we'll see i wonder yeah i won't uh, i won't count I, it i won't count it out but i mean uh, I, he's from alabama so they, he's supposed he's supposedly a really good player you know he is a good player Yeah, he's a good player
1: i uh, <laughs> I, don't know I, can, I don't know if I can watch Andrew Sandejo play again.
4: So Deho, listen, Sandejo so is, a, he's a veteran guy, you know, he's been in the league. It's gotta be like year what, seven or something like that? He's been around. Yeah, he's, so he's a, day, yeah. He, know, he knows, he probably knows the system, you know, probably. He, Stefanski knows him obviously because he played in Minnesota. The those fans all, probably brought him over. Like I said, it's not about what you know; it's who you know. Those are all nice things. Yeah, you know. <laughs> those are all, those are all he, nice he, things. He, he, did he do bad? I mean, it, like, did mean, he do bad? I mean, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> did he really do like, 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 like really?
2: That's, that's like that's like that's like when you're trying to not to tell your buddy that like a girl <laughs> is ugly. But, like, like she's a really nice girl. No, you got to do No, this this
4: 2020, Chad, you just got to be straightforward. But, like, that ain't oh, okay. it, bro. Shoot it straight. Look, 2020 is already a bad year for a lot. So you can just be honest. Just your be really situation honest. needs fair enough, to fair change. Fair enough. I got
1: it. Change your situation.
4: Yeah. You know what? So you my boy. You know, I'm not going to let you go out like that. I'm going to be the first one to tell you that that's not the one you want to be with. Yeah. No, so obviously, the number.
1: Tavis, <laughs> Tavis, I know you would obviously rather be on a team and playing and all that, but are you, are you, you again, we, we touched on this for a second, but your kid was born in July, right? Yes, she was. So lose. you've been a dad for two months. Yes. And no. are you kind of enjoying just having some time at home?
4: Yeah, you know that. Maybe
1: watching a little football?
4: That's the that's the good part about it. Um, you know, I am actually get to watch my daughter grow. Uh, it's only been two months, but she's definitely changed since the day we brought her home. Obviously, she's gotten yeah. bigger. She's starting to sleep through the night. Like, Woo! I know, right? That was like the greatest thing. We <laughs> yes. one, one night we yes. went to look, we went to bed one. I think it was at like her exactly the day of her turning six weeks. We like went to bed. Usually, we knew like we give her the last bottle because she stays up through the night. So we give her the last bottle at like eleven. She was eating every two hours, so my girl was like. Or my fiance, I should say, don't let me please. I don't hey, oh, hey, Lauren, hey. if you watch this, fiance, I I I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my fiance, Lauren, take it easy on
1: him, Lauren. Take my, it
4: easy. My fiance would have to wake up. She I think we would wake up at like five. She'd she'd Ooh. take the first, the early shift, and then I take the next shift at like seven or eight, right? So the one night we just, you know, gave her the bottle at eleven and she ain't wake up till seven. So we was like, man, okay, you know, maybe oh, yeah. maybe we just got lucky, you know? So the next night she did it again and she just continuously did it. Now I will say for the past two days, she didn't woke up at five and four. She woke up at four and five. Mm-hmm. But we hoping that she go back to her her eleven to seven schedule taking that we back, used to taking you back to your first year at Ohio State. Yeah, man, to you gotta know, wake up at four o'clock. I be thinking I gotta hurry up and run out there on the field. <laughs> you,
2: just, you, you just feel you just feel cold. You're like doing one of these. Yeah, having, like, I got the
4: flashbacks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like PTSD of practice, but right?
2: Them,
1: yeah. But uh-huh. yeah, and
2: I'll then never... and go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say I'll never forget that moment. Like when she started when my daughter started sleeping through the night and you know, and, and and we slept like it, it, she slept for like twelve hours. We really? woke up. We we woke up thinking that she was like something gone. With <laughs> <laughs> like something, something
4: we, the first time we, we went, that first what? time it happened. I'm telling you, you'd be like, oh my god, is something happened? Is <laughs> she still alive? Oh my god, we just kind of freaking out because we we were yeah. used to waking up in the middle of the night, and looking over, making sure everything good, and she was still sleeping. Hey man, so we the first up, we look. We woke up. We looked at each other, and we went,
2: "Why am I well rested?"
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Chad's wife looked at him, and she was just like Chad. Why do I not hate you right now?
2: Well, yeah, yeah.
4: And then, as far as like uh, you know, watching football, you know, like so, uh, I watch the Browns games obviously because you know I'm a, I, I'm from Cleveland, so I'm a Browns fan, and you know, just watching, I like to. I I watch it differently than a lot of other people watch it because like well, I, yeah, yeah yeah like I I look at like the secondary and I can try to I can kind of sense what they're doing wrong and stuff like that and mm-hmm. I was watching that and the thing is so for example I was last night I was watching the Broncos versus the Titans mm-hmm. and. <laughs> My oh, girl, God. well now my girl, Jesus Christ. My fiance. Man. He, I know it's No, cause you gotta be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance was sitting there and we watching the game and I keep rewinding it. Cause like I'm so used to like being in the film room. Like, you re- watching film. Yeah, it's like I watch <laughs> a film. So I'm breaking I'm breaking the plays down to it. And she's sitting there like you probably need to get a call soon because this is ridiculous. First of all, I'm trying to watch yeah. this game. We can't even sit here and watch the game because you up here <laughs> rewinding the same play 10 times dissecting it. But I'm teaching her the games and she look at, she's listening like, it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about. I'm like, well, I, I got cussed out over a lot and I heard a lot. So I, I kind of know what's supposed to be doing in certain situations. <laughs> Lauren's the
1: only fiance that gets up and leaves the room to go watch football in another
4: room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She's she, she, she about done with me. She like, I can't watch it with him no more. <laughs> we ain't going to never get through the game. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, so let's get into a little bit of football now, uh, because there's a couple things going on. Obviously we have an NFL week one. We got to talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. and we've got everything going on or not going on or, things that are happening or not <laughs> happening in the big 10 and all yeah that, you know, yeah all i know right all that. so uh let's dive into that first uh chad and i had a a wicked argument on uh what's going on with the big 10 and i'm starting to kind of come around and see his point although i think my point is still valid he keeps saying that they de- everybody keeps saying they haven't provided a good enough explanation
5: mm-hmm. they I haven't just think
1: like i just think like the safe they have they've made the decision for the that for the safety of the players because of what's going on that they're not moving forward. And like and I, I don't know why people are having a hard time wrapping their minds around that <laughs> part.
4: I I guess because it's like when you when you get so accustomed to something every like every year, like for, especially for Ohio and you know, yeah. they they kind of Need the Buckeyes because you know the Browns obviously like the Browns lost and the Bengals lost, but usually Ohio State wins, so it kind of balance everything out. <laughs> so they kind of they kind of like having a hard time not having it's this literally
3: league. like the yin and yang of
4: football, it's right. Like- right? So it's <laughs> like, like NFL trash, <laughs> sure. right? And OSU, then, hmm. then on top of that, OSU is like. They really was gonna win the national championship probably this year. So it's kinda like y'all cheat y'all, y'all picked the year where we're almost guaranteed to go to the championship, but y'all now y'all wanna do this. So it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that. And I think I yeah, they wanna try to do it for the safety of the players, but I think like the I think the the part there where the explanation part comes in is like they see everybody is watching other football games go on why are they able to play and now we can't play and they're doing it and they're safe. But You tell them us we can't do it and be safe as well type thing. So I think that's the the biggest issue.
2: Right. And that's where my point was, what was with this time. It's like, I wasn't like, for me, it, like, I think where Mike would kind of misunderstood my argument when we were having the argument was he thought that like me as a fan needed an explanation. And like, and for me, I, you know, the big 10, doesn't know the public anything, Mm. but like I was, but from a player's standpoint, like, especially ones who are looking for a future in this, in in this game, like you're, you're jeopardizing my future. And you know, I I just need some context. Why? You know what I mean? Like, like, why wouldn't you like, why, why would you do this? Why, why, why? And that, that was my point is, is if I'm a player, yeah, I'm pissed off because you're postponing my season. You're postponing my future for, Something because anytime like any sports have been affected, it's always been by COVID. It's always been there's we have this many upticking cases. We yeah, have so right. many like there's they've always provided oh. something like that and they didn't give anything. I think
1: the argument took a hit though today. Did you guys hear what Ed Orgeron said today? No, what did he say that nah. pretty much the whole LSU team has COVID?
4: Uh. Oh, really? <laughs> did <he> say that? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. He wow. says he's like, Shit. I think pretty much everybody on the team has it.
4: Wow! Oh my so, God! I never saw
3: that.
1: All right. So, I so like,
4: I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I. uh So are don't they know. still? Are, I, again,
4: they, I, are they still scheduled to play?
1: I'm sure. Probably. So are you? Are they going to? <laughs> I don't know. Again, we talked about the South on this podcast before, and they just, but well uh, I, 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 I don't know man i i just again for me
5: but for me it, it, I, for me, it sucks like more
1: than anything it sucks yeah. it sucks for the players okay it but, sucks for the fans it sucks for the university okay, so like, like but that's I under, the other thing like
4: i understand that so okay so say say they do say they do I'm pretty sure they probably just postpone their game and then like ne- until they all like but they but that's the thing the SCC is still having a season even if even if that one team has COVID they got to postpone it's still other teams in the SEC that's still playing so why can't the big 10 do that as well
1: but okay so here's my thing right because ultimately it it goes away for this was the argument that we had it goes for me it goes away from football a little bit and again I don't like it like I'm not real excited about it and if if they came out and said we're gonna have a season and we think it can be safe I'd be like cool too but for me the thing that that would always be in the back. Like if I'm a decision maker for one of these universities, the thing that would be in the back of my head is let's say we roll with football and like LSU. So Ed Orgeron says that pretty much his whole team has contracted COVID. Most of our players have caught it. Mm -hmm. Let's say one of those guys doesn't make it It like, like or let's say, or let's say, let's say the team comes back to campus and like a whole bunch of other kids get it on campus. And like, a kid dies like at what point is it like oh shit we shouldn't have done that
4: probably at that point probably 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 be be the one where they probably say that
1: i don't mean to make it too serious or anything but like to me it just like if i'm a decision maker for a university i'm thinking about that
4: but how likely is that to happen like who knows has that happened
1: who knows, though? Like, who knows how likely that is?
4: See, that's that's. I think that's the problem with the virus. Like nobody really knows like a lot about it, like the severity of it. Like sometimes they come out with, well, kids, they it doesn't affect kids bad. It only affects the older people bad. It's just like a flu. Like it's not that serious. And then there's people dying and there's people not dying. So it's too much uncertainty into it. And I think that's probably where the fear is. Yeah. But, but that's, that's, that
1: comes into that decision. Like we don't know. So, so you know, and then you hear a story up here in Cleveland, there's a 17 year old kid that just came off a ventilator. He's getting better. Thank God. But no, like,
4: God bless that.
1: No pre-existing health issues or anything, but he catches COVID and has to go on a vent. 17 years
4: old. Like, but the thing is, but this is the thing though. So like, if so, how is it that the NFL is doing it then? Because if a, if a, okay, so why can't they just implement it the same way that the NFL does it? Like they test them all, they test them all the time. Nobody gets t- get, uh, a positive test, then they go out and play. So both teams should be able to play in this environment where both teams don't have COVID. So therefore, they shouldn't be able to give something that they don't have. That's the first thing. Second of all, if they do have it, then they need to get away from everybody else. They need to get the people that do have it away to protect everybody. And they, like I said, the NFL got like this this little device thing now where it yeah. like tells the person that got COVID or if you was near the person that got COVID or whatever yeah. it is, and they tell you when you got when you contacted or whatnot. So they should get that and put that into college football as well. Like it's. Like, why is it that the NFL is? They just had they just played what fifteen games this past week, and yeah. so far nobody yeah. has contacted COVID. No, listen. So why can't they just implement that same rule into college? That's, I think they I, can. I think but that's there's, the argument that a lot. There's of people just
1: have. a separate layer in college, though, isn't there? Because as, as NFL in, players go play their games and they go home. True. And and listen, they're adults and they're playing professional sports and they got to make their own decisions, just like me, Joe Schmo, going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh. Whereas people that run universities, you're running a university with kids all over the campus, and you have to be cognizant of the safety and well-being of all the kids on the campus. True. So that's a different layer that colleges have that maybe the NFL doesn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but if they would have said something like that, though, like that, and that's the thing—if they would said, it's, it's all about they would explain something like, then yeah, I think I think there would have been. No uproar. There would listen, no uproar listen <laughs> listen <laughs> we got tybus we got tybus over here
1: we got Tyvis over here waiting on a call from any one of you <laughs> and listen hey big 10 you obviously need a pr guy i am willing to take a nice mid-level six six figure contract to come in and help you Run your, <laughs> run your PR because obviously whoever you have doing it
4: sucks, and I'm giving better responses. Well, on uh, the, the, your you're going have to. You guys are always, giving it in public. You're gonna always have to have a good response because they, you know, people find a way to wiggle around everything, and they always find a better solution. And that, and I'm pretty sure to your solution they, to your thing, they would probably say, "Well, can't you just quarantine those players? Like, make them like, I'm isn't isn't classes like online right now anyways?" Like I don't well but and that's the other thing. But they'll be like, okay, so they should just like quarantine the Listen. football team away from everybody else type thing. I, I'm telling you, that's what they'll if say. You want to bring, <laughs> if you wanna bring if you're listening and you if, if, if uh, big ten,
1: I'm stubborn <laughs> like a mule. If you wanna give me a contract, I will fight all those people.
2: Yes, I agree. I but, love, I, like, I like how you got specific, like mid-level, six figures, <laughs> well, yeah. a three-year deal, it's five,
4: yeah. five hundred thousand, you know, yeah, okay. yeah. by five, the way, by the way, fifty.
2: It's not, not like, like they way, don't Tybus, have it. By the way, Tyvis, if you do get a call. From a major with a like from a number with a major city area code, feel free to take it so we can maybe break some news live on
4: air. Yeah. (laughs) Listen,
1: this isn't going live over the airwaves. I I don't know.
4: I think it's a little late for that. This is what going on ten o'clock. Oh, it's only seven. It's only seven
1: (laughs) over on the West Coast. We'll get you out to that. (laughs) We'll get you out to that new SoFi Stadium. That looked
2: awesome.
3: It it did look good
4: though. That That is a nice looking stadium.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It really did. Five, so.
3: billion. five billion
4: dollars five
1: f- can, billion dollars five billion chargers have been playing in like a high school soccer stadium <laughs> are
4: they sharing that with the rams
1: uh, yeah, yeah i think yeah. so be, uh, okay which i Close hate i hate that
4: i don't mean the giants and the clear. giants and jets do. i hate that too
3: like, <laughs> if you're paying five billion dollars for a stadium you better have two teams in it
2: I hate they it. They couldn't even, they could even fill us a 10,000-seat soccer stadium. Like what, what, why, what are they doing sharing a $5 billion it. stadium?
1: So let's talk real Man. quick about some Ohio State players because the other news that has come out this week, uh, and I know you guys talked about it on your podcast a little bit, but uh, Ohio State players starting to opt out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that isn't maybe a little bit of a sign of what's going on with <laughs> negotiations and things that are
4: happening and things yeah, that they're hearing. I, I, that's what I'll be thinking when I see it. I'm like, they must've got some news. Cause they, they all are saying the same thing. They all saying that they wanted to play, but the way that this, this stuff is headed, they kind of getting the news that it's not going to happen. So well, you I, got guys like you got guys. So here's the easy thing, right? Like Wyatt Davis.
1: It sucks that he doesn't get to play this college football season. That right. sucks. Yeah. But like, dude's going to be a top, yeah. Round, I, top yeah, 15 for sure.
4: so like he, i mean he, yeah i mean the only thing is that he's getting he's getting like shorted of the opportunity to play for potentially a national championship like right like to solidify his legacy at ohio state like like, he will want, I'm sure he wanted to win a national championship and bring a, a championship to Columbus. And, like I say, he's probably close with this team because he's yeah. been here, what, three years? So, like, he wanted to go out there one last hurrah with his boys, and he won't get sure. a chance to do it. So I think that's the the negatives. But, like, yeah, obviously the, the long term is he's going to probably go – he's going to go to the NFL. He's going to get drafted high. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to be a great player.
1: Well, I think the hard oh, yeah. thing like Sean Wade, Wyatt Davis, they're they're gonna get drafted high, they're gonna go get paid millions of dollars. And and yeah, I'm talking about for future though. It then it takes you to a guy like Justin Fields.
4: Yeah. Who,
1: in all honesty, to be a top pick as good as he
4: played last year, mm-hmm. probably needed one more year. It would have been nice for sure. Um, but the new fad is that you know, it, it obviously you only need exactly. one, you only need one well, good season. I mean, Dwayne true, Haskins played true. one season at Ohio State, and boom, he's up out of their first round he pick. On. So, it, it I'm sure to him, and I'm like I from what I think I know, is that Justin and Dwayne was kind of close before Dwayne left. Like they was like Dwayne kind of recruiting him to kind of come to Ohio yeah, State. Yeah. I think. So. I'm pretty sure he looks at him like a big brother, and he's like, "Well, you did it. Then you're successful. You had a plan for Washington. You're throwing touchdowns. You know everything is going well." So that's I mean, a new type of quarterback now. Yeah, you know, mine is. You
3: well. You could be Cleveland Brown next year. Who knows? They could be. <laughs> I see.
4: I say a be. thing. I did see a thing oh, on Twitter no. talking about some tank for. Uh, oh, oh, I no. can't.
1: You everybody on Twitter just needs to shut up.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't know. Well, I can't
1: take they don't, they don't ever again. <laughs> I have tanked. We have tanked since 1999. If I ever have to tank again, I'm going to lose it.
4: We, it, it. we ain't tanking. It's not tanking. Yeah, it's tanking. It's not tanking. It's just, the it, it's a series of unfortunate events. That's what it is. <laughs> For some people, a lifetime of unfortunate just, events. It's been a series of unfortunate events. Uh, that's that's really, we really want to call it what it is. That's what it is. But you know what? Change, you know what's fun? The change is going to go because they, they're as talented as any team in the NFL. They just you kind know of put is it together. It? Is they're gonna
1: come out and like lay the wood to the Bengals this
5: week, <laughs> and, and everybody's gonna
1: go crazy. The way everybody's Joe, gonna go nuts. Like the, we're back.
4: The way Slim Shady playing down there, I don't know. Joe Joey got them. Uh, got them Bengals. I, I they are they are a sleeper team of mine. I think they they're one of those teams that people gonna look at like it's the Bengals. You know they ain't. You know, and they are gonna come out there and win the game. I, I, so it's. I, I'm very neutral because I root for all of Ohio, so I'm gonna be very neutral in this game. <laughs> just in case anybody calls him. Yeah, just, just in Either case. playing
1: Cincinnati or Cleveland.
4: Very neutral. <laughs> I, I, I I was just I rooting for the health of the players. I want people to be healthy and play yeah. have a good game. I want I want to see both teams fix the mistakes that they had from week one in week two that, that's it and then, and
2: then and then everyone secure their bags there we go
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: so Austin Seibert getting signed getting uh, picked up by the Bengals isn't going to backfire on the Browns at all right <laughs> like, 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 like. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, Steven Goskowski might be available. Who no.
2: No, see
1: see. – Didn't thing, you watch him play?
4: Listen, so the thing about him is – the, the thing about what he did last night, so he missed the first three, but he ended up hitting the game winner. You know what that did? It bought him another week in yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Yeah, that's it did. Him. It bought him another week because if he would have missed that, for sure he would have been walking the unemployed line. It's like, well – oh, He hit the game winner, so he was like, all right, we're going to give you another week. That's basically what –
2: I mean not like he needs it. He could walk away. He's got the rings. He's got the money. True. It's not like he needs to play anymore. Well see. No offense,
1: but there's like there's like three kickers in the NFL that like really make a difference, right? Like the
4: that's, like, why I dropped I You're mean, like, it makes no, a difference when the, you miss. I mean, nowadays, kick being a kicker is, like, it's a high commodity, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's hard now.
5: Like,
4: it, yeah. It, I can't it believe is. that some of these, the, the missed pat and a lot of people will be like, like, all y'all do is kick all day. Could
3: Could you imagine if they cut DBs or wide receivers because they drop a pass or blow coverage? Oh, they did like, It'd be an open door. Oh, the whole no, roster would be an open door. No, but do a kisser do? makes two kicks, and you're off the team. You're yeah, gone. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, he missed
1: two kicks all of last year, but two kicks this year, and he's got. Get out. Yeah, you get out.
4: Yeah, it's a lecture. It, it is that, that kicking thing. is it, it, serious. Now, like,
3: what? Yeah, they don't mess around with it. <laughs>
1: all right, and so I want opinions on this because I don't understand why kickers aren't. I don't understand why it's not easier to kick in the NFL. Than it is in college. Cause in college you got those wide hash marks, right? Yeah. So you you gotta be kicking like the hash marks in the NFL are only as wide as the goalposts. Yeah. So at the you just got just kick it straight and it'll go in. Which <laughs> no. I know is easier said than done. But in like in no. college, in college the hash marks are so much wider that you gotta be kicking from all kinds of weird angles. And I don't understand why they're not at
4: like, college. You should be able to kick in the pros. I don't know. Obviously it's something is, is much more difficult than that. It, I don't know. Obviously. Cause if yeah. that was, if it was that simple, I think everybody would be great kickers, but like, I, I, don't I wonder know. if it's not like
3: the time from like snap to like, when you need to kick it or else that that shit's gonna block i, like, just I wonder feel like if that the angle shrinks so it should be well easy. yeah but also if you have like a whole like half second less to kick it maybe that's like enough time But <laughs> well,
4: i feel like so you i feel like you really don't though like you your line should be able to hold up that unless, right. unless Look, they, I... just, they just blowing through it like that but uh, that's rare i can't, I can't why, kick why a soccer
3: just... ball more than 10 feet so i can't really talk here, no. but, like...
2: Mike, why don't Mike? Why don't I just drive at 290 yards straight down the fairway every time? I'd be a professional golfer. I just hit it straight. Yeah, you got some. <laughs> yeah, you know, like
1: yeah, it's like the difference though between playing out at like Pebble Beach and like Big Met, like hard fairways <laughs> to hit, and then they get easier. You would think it would get easier. Oh, you know, listen, I think I've got a valid point here, and I'm going to have to do some research on this. Um, is... well, well,
2: but the thing, is, kickers have gotten more inaccurate though as the NFL has progressed. Like since the. They move the extra point back. Well, it's,
1: obviously. It's that's weird. that's crazy. That the extra point. I like It's not automatic only, no
2: more. <laughs> no. Am I the only one that no. would just
1: prefer the game without the extra point? No. Yeah, no, you, no. you, you
3: now are. that they made it harder to hit.
1: <laughs> you but even when it was easy to hit, like, okay, you're just gonna take a point. Why don't we just make let make the teams play for it?
4: No. <laughs> no, no, is that takes? Time
1: is like, I need a break.
4: Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> See nowadays it's not guaranteed no more, so it's it's actually kind of exciting to watch because it's like, man, I, you never know, he might miss this thing. Well, that's yeah. So what was that? That was
1: two years ago. The Browns played the Saints. Oh, and and the first week, like the Tyra first week, and they lost. Tyrod Taylor hit that uh, touchdown to Antonio Callaway. To tie the game with like forty seconds left or and something, mi- and he missed. The f- and he Zane Gonzalez came in and missed the extra point that would have given the Browns the lead, and they end up losing the game.
4: But he, I think yeah. he, but I think he also had missed another field goal. Like he early. did. Abolish kickers. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm done and with and it. Came it. Out, and it came out that he had a
2: torn groin or something. I'm like, why the fu- Why the hell are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> the- Hugh yeah, Jackson
1: you like, like you take your groin out there, and you get me a loss. <laughs> That
4: is, that's yeah. what happened. Ain't that what's wrong with uh, Gutowski? Steven Gutowski? Got, yeah, oh, it could man, be. Yeah. He had like a... And then he had like surgery on his hip or something? Yeah, he did in the offseason, yeah. Yeah, see, he ain't
3: got his rhythm back yet. Ah, oh, man.
4: Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. He got another week to figure it this out. There's got to be
3: like... Out. Like, the punter's got to like... The punter? There's got to... Yes, the punter. There's got to be some like overlap. Like, okay, if your kicker tears a groin... Your punter should be able to hit a 30-yard field goal.
4: Right? it's, it's not that Shit. Chad <laughs> yeah. O I know it's it. not.
3: That's a problem.
4: Chad, Chad was hitting field goals that was extra points. This is when the extra this is Dude. before the extra point was moved.
3: Yeah. This is that yeah, was this a, like a two-yard Chad
1: went in, yeah. you know what happened there. He was real confident. Because he's Chad Ochosenko. Yeah. And he plays a ton because of FIFA. Because he can't miss it.
4: You <laughs> he know, plays a ton it, of
1: FIFA. The
4: funny so thing is that like, was like that was, was like FIFA. my uh role model growing up. I usually I looked up to Chad. <laughs> oh <man>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wanted to be like Chad when I got older. And I uh, that Bengals defense. team
1: that Bengals team, I always liked Chad because I just he was just so entertaining. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And he was oh, so good. Yeah.
4: I wanted to see his touchdown celebration. And then
1: I, I liked the TJ Hoosmanzada <laughs> no. too. If T.J. Hushmanzada got lost in the woods forever, I wouldn't have cared. Why?
5: You ain't, you ain't like
1: T.J. Who's your mama? Because he <laughs> averaged like 12 catches in 256 yards against catch, the Browns every time it. we played.
4: He caught the ball really well. Like, he was... And it was good.
1: boring. <sighs> Dad's out there doing like dances and touchdowns. So TJ, just catch a touchdown, get rid
4: yeah. of it. Yeah. That who
1: wants to watch that? That's
4: his job. <laughs> you know how many people, wait a minute, you know how many people are paid now for receiving to catch a touchdown and not drop the ball? Uh,
1: yes. A lot Browns, of people pay for that. A lot. A lot, of them,
5: yeah.
1: a lot. All right. So let's talk about week one before we wrap things up here. Uh, and obviously we'll start here in Cleveland. We're in Baltimore for that matter. Um, okay, so ultimately, you're. Uh, let's say you know, obviously, you've been in, in in locker rooms and played a ton of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say you are on the Browns, you just get smoked by the Ravens, mm-hmm. week one. All your whole off season was all bark, no bite. That you, not a lot of noise coming from the Browns like last year there was, mm-hmm. and and the season starts the way it did. What kind of weight do you put on that? Do you feel like Because I kind of feel myself getting pulled in both ways. One way, I kind of feel like, shit, you needed to be more competitive than that. Yeah. But two, I feel like uh, the excuses start creeping in. New coach, no preseason, shortened camp, uh, uh, you know, a lot of new things going on. And then you have to go face off week one against one of the top two teams in the AFC.
4: True. Uh, I think, um, for me, how I would look at it is, you know, yes, you would look at all those things as a as a excuse and it's true like all of that is yeah. obviously true you know this is a new system obviously you're not gonna make everything's not gonna be perfect right away because you didn't have preseason preseason is the time to iron out the kinks you know you get to see your defense or your offense versus another team or another scheme yeah. and see how it works and not having that you know it's it's frustrating you know because you don't you don't know what to expect. And you don't know how to adjust right away. So what you need to do is, you need to go in, you need to do a very, very hard film study to correct mistakes. like yo, And you need to challenge your coaching staff to give you more looks and practice. So when you see these things, you'll know how to react to it moving forward. The good thing about the Cleveland Browns is that it's a short week, so they got time to hurry up and erase that you know they can learn from it and then get it out their mind cuz we need to bounce back and we can get right back on the, on the good path and win against Cincinnati. So that's the good thing that it's a short week. They can they can have a short ment- a memory on what happened. And I you think know, I that's feel- what that's the way they should probably be looking like okay we we need to bounce back with Cincinnati. This it's a one game season. Cincinnati we need to study this film and we need to go out there and win this game. Find a way to win this game.
3: I feel like for whatever reason, if we pay we play the Chiefs with the same score, same performance week one, it feels like a different story. Like, oh, we just lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, but, but the, I feel like since it's a Ravens divisional game, people like amplify it up higher. But like, the Ravens are like the second best team. Yeah, they was
4: fourteen the right and two now. last year. They, they had, might be yeah. the best.
1: You know, <laughs> they had they the might best. Be, yeah. Know.
4: yeah, they had the best record in the NFL last year, and, and I, a lot of people forget. That you know, like, because of the fact that, you know, it's a new season, you know, we always come in with high expectations for the Browns, you know, we get a new coach and staff, you know, we last year, we all blamed it on Freddie Kitchens. And now we come in with a new coach was like, okay, we're probably gonna get things done. And I think for us as Browns fans, we were frustrated because the run game was working and then they kind of went away from that run game to go to five Y on third and two and stuff like that. And I think yeah. that's what the problem was. Like why in the world will we go away from running the ball when that was working for us, you know, let the run open up the pass. So I think that's kind of what was frustrating to everybody, but, like I said, the Ravens is a good defensive team. They're a good yeah. offensive team. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is special. He won MVP last year. They, right. they, got a, they got one of the best tight ends in football. They got speedy receivers. That's any that's hard for anybody to keep up with. Their defense is top tier. They like I think what it was top ten defense last year. Oh, like yeah. a, a lot of people forget Every these year. things. Yeah, they forget these things. But that
3: and continuity. They've had. Yeah, like they got, uh, almost all their starters yeah, returned.
4: Yeah, they got the same team, the same coaching staff. They didn't have to learn a new scheme. They didn't. They don't need preseason because they already went through everything last year. It's the same system, everything. Yep. So it, yeah, you know, it's a lot of things that people forget about in the course over the course of the game.
2: I was, what do you make of the? the you know, because you know, obviously you mentioned running the ball was working, and then you know they, you know, they got down by a lot, and they had to go off script and, right. and start going five wide. Uh, what do you make of it? Because they almost seemed like they were trying to force the ball into Odell. Yeah. And and there was like, there there was, there's, there's, there's been an obvious disconnect between Baker and Odell since he's gotten here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now there's like knee jerk reactions saying trade Odell. Like, what do you make of this whole like OBJ situation with the Browns?
4: Um, I think that, I think Odell is just, uh, he's an emotional guy. You know, he's one of those guys that, he he views himself as very uh, as a great player, you know, he wants yeah. to always make an impact on the game. And I think that, you know, the way the game was going, you know, sometimes that you know, you a coach has got to be honest sometimes like we got to go with what's working. Yeah. And we I think the problem with Stefanski is that um he kind of, since he's the play caller and he got, okay, so for example, he got Nick Chubbs, who was second in rushing. He got Kareem Hunt, who they just paid. He got Austin Hooper, who we just paid. We got Jarvis Landry, who's a great receiver. And we got Odell, who's considered one of the best wide receivers. And you got all these people. And I think Stefanski is going to, he's trying to please everybody. You know, he wants to make sure Odell gets his touches. Jarvis gets his touches. Austin gets his touches. Kareem plays. Nick Chubb plays. And I think that you can't, you can't go into a game like that. It kind of reminds me – the Browns kind of remind me of Ohio State my last year there. We had Michael Thomas. We had Braxton. We had Zeke. We had Nick Veneta tight end. We had Jalen Marshall. We had Dontre, Curtis Samuel. We had all these players that, you know, Urban wanted to – like the problem – it's good to have a lot of players, but the problem is now you're trying to please all these players where yeah. you need to come into the game and you need to do what – like I'm not a play caller, but we need to do what – the, what the situation calls for. You know, like I say, if running the ball is working then I'm sorry, Odell and Jarvis, right now, you know, we need to run with Nick Chubb. We need to run with Kareem Hunt until, you know, it'll open up. We'll, we'll wear down this defense and they'll bite on it. We'll open up with play action and boom, we'll hit y'all behind. You know, that's, I'm like I said, I'm not a play caller, but that's the kind of thing that I would do. I would just... I think, and I think Stefanski kind of—he's trying to please too many people, and he just needs to just call the plays. But like I say, I'm not a play caller. I don't know. What? I, I, I I'm, I'm just an undrafted free agent. I'm not. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I, you know, you know. He's available. He available. I'm not saying if he's right or wrong. I don't know. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm just from, so what from my missing? point of view.
1: What am I missing with this? Because here comes the whole world again, exploding about oh Odell. He's not happy. He doesn't look ha- like, and I watched that game and there were a couple times he didn't look happy. Like he looked pissed when he dropped that third down pass. Right. Cause he dropped a third down pass. Right. He looked, he looked frustrated when Baker overthrew him for the third time. Yeah. But like, at, okay. Like, I, I is think- it not okay to be like, every time he's shows any sort of emotion (laughs) especially if it's frustration it's like oh god diva again
4: they're gonna trade him yeah that's that's but that's the thing with that comes. he's only said the right things here yeah that's the thing that comes with who he is you know he he's this guy that everybody looks on and everybody knows that he's very passionate he's very emotional about the game and he plays with a heart on he plays with his heart on his sleeve. so when people see things they kind of like take it for what it's they take it and, and it's not what it seems, you know, like he has the right to be mad about dropping a third. Well, and he comes third. out, he, he comes out after the game and he's like, listen, I don't
1: know how many times I have to say this. I care about winning. Yeah. All I, mean, I care about is winning. Right. I don't care about me. If you want to run the ball 48 times, cool, run it. I'll go out and block. And he said it. And he does. He goes out and blocks. He had a couple good blocks in that game. Right. Like, I don't know what I, it, it's just, Maybe it's, it's just this reputation that he has. That I, that, that's obviously what it is. is. You he's know, Diva. I think
4: it's it's the fact that I, I, everybody knows who he is and, like, knows the talent that he is. And I think they want to see him go back to that old Odell because he hasn't quite been that, that New yeah. York Giants Odell and everybody's yeah. kind of waiting on that moment to happen. And since it's not happening, they saying like, "Oh, well, maybe he's just not happy with being here because he's not showing that guy." Well, that's lazy. Yeah, basically. That's so, lazy. That's a lazy that's, analysis. That's that's what it is. That's exactly yeah. what it is. I think everybody's waiting on since he's not playing like that guy that was with the Giants, then he's not happy here. He doesn't need to be here. Type thing. We need to get. He needs to find him a better quarterback or it's Baker or whatever the case may be where they just need to be patient, they need to relax. It was one game. Like, I don't know how people really get It's one Yeah. Game. It's not – this wasn't the game for, like, to get in the playoffs. It's 15 games left. Like, <laughs> like they're not – I think everybody's forgetting the fact that everything changed. And, like, like it's – like I said, people just need to relax. It, it, it's just a lot – it's a long way to go. And if this is, like – if we t- singing this same song, like, week Good nine, belief. like, yeah. we, then we we need to stick with some problems. Well, we have a problem, yeah. Yeah, until then, like, we just need to relax and trust that they're going to figure this thing out.
1: All right, so before we get out of here, let's do some quick hitters. You guys can throw some in too. Uh, let's start with the Browns. So the Browns Bengals this week. Do the Browns get into the win column this week?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Try to be neutral here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good Browns, luck to you now.
4: Do the Browns get into the win column? Uh, you know what? I'm I gonna say that I think they do. I think they right. do. I, I think they do because, um they didn't play well last week. So they're gonna come back and try to show the world that they are a good football team. And I think that energy is gonna help them win. Like the the Bengals lost, but they didn't get blowed out like the Browns did. So I feel like the Browns got more to prove than the Bengals do. So with that being said, I think they're gonna play harder than the Bengals this game. Personal opinion. But I think Von Bell, Shout out, Von! I think Von's <laughs> gonna have a really great game, <laughs> and, I think, and I think Joe Burrow's gonna go crazy. Oh, right. And I think Sam is gonna do well, and, and
1: Denzel Ward's really, gonna really have five Bryce picks. Is
4: gonna do well.
3: <laughs> Man, I hope Joe, Joe Burrow turns into a really good quarterback. I really like. Him. No, I think he's he's uh,
4: definitely uh he's definitely got all the qualities. He he's that first game showed a lot. That he definitely yeah. was the he he solidified himself to me as he should have went first pick and I see why they did it because he I mean obviously they 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 probably could have won the game if the kicker would have made the kick at the end of the game yeah would have went overtime and yeah. it would have been a, we could we don't know what would have happened but and again he, for, the same for him to he... for him to put them in that position to win yeah. to be in that they wasn't you know last year they wasn't doing that no knock to Andy Dalton but they wasn't right. really doing that last year so it shows that he's actually making a difference for that organization.
2: Well, and that OPI on A.J. Green didn't help either.
4: Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's been a lot of that going on. The, the Cowboys had one that cost them the game too. Well, oh, I'm not, yeah. which, as I a defensive was a back, call. I'm not mad at it. Because <laughs> he finally, they finally called you it. <laughs> I, thought that was,
1: I thought that was a good call. I agreed with the one in Dallas. Or in L.A.?
4: It was one that happened, I think, maybe last night, probably with the... Yeah. Who, who was the first game? The Giants and Steelers, I and think. Steelers, they, had, yeah. yeah. And they had an O.P.I. Evan, right, so Evan Ingram did it, actually. Yes.
1: Let's keep swinging it around. Are you uh, buying... Oh, go ahead, Joe.
3: Oh, I got one. Okay. <laughs> not football-related. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh. Go ahead, it's fine. Him. This is good. It's fine. Go, go ahead. It's fine. Let, let, let I, Joe do his thing. I I cannot get over your hat. Your hat oh. is a Cleveland Indians hat, but yeah. the C is like lettered and like printed like the alternate red jersey logo. Mm. And uh, where would you get that hat at?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. I got it from lids. Oh man, lids. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love I it. That's so it. cool. Know, I, that's see, all that's I had. Thing, so, I mean, it's not yeah, even a football. The thing question. about me is that. Like, I, I wear hats all the time, but the only hat that I ever wear is this hat because I'm from Cleveland. So I like, oh, I yeah, man. Like Cleveland, right. Always always represent so, always Oh, That's so cool. Yeah. Like, no, it, it don't, it, 90% of the time, it don't match what I'm wearing, but I still wear it because it's like, this is a hat that I wear. Joe, I'm yeah. a little
1: upset that you didn't ask me about my free Cleveland Cavs giveaway. <laughs> that's a nice
2: hat, too. Hat. <laughs> I'm a little upset you didn't ask about that. Taking it back to Terrell Brandon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, Oh, yeah. So uh okay, Tyvis uh no, shoot. Tom Brady. Tom okay. Brady less less than stellar uh debut yeah. with Tampa Bay. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible, but no, yeah. uh are you are, are you buying into the hype or you think they bounce back? Who who they play
4: this week? New Orleans. Uh, no, oh. no, no, oh, oh, no. no. Man, Carolina. Just play.
1: Carolina. Carolina.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going
1: to, I think he's going to do well
4: this Carolina. I think it, yeah. I, but
1: are you buying the hype? Uh, to, to to tack on because this was going to be my question. Are you on the hype what train? Is, for the what,
4: Bucks? Exactly what hype? <laughs> like what what is the hype we talking about?
1: Like the Bucks, Tom. Like all of a sudden, like
4: Tom Brady and are the they Bucks, are they I'm like up. a little, are they a playoff team? Is that what you asking me? Yeah, are they a contender? Bowl contender? Everybody, yeah. I think they can play the playoffs for sure. I think I put it to you this way: they are definitely a better team with with Tom Brady. At the oh, end yeah. of the
1: year, will they be better than the Saints?
4: At the end, yeah, they, at the, I don't know, Mike Thomas is out right now with a high ankle sprain, so that, that's, a, that's, Ooh, yeah, that's 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 key. Um, record wise, will they be better than the Saints record wise? No, I think the Saints will win the division. I saw, I told these
1: guys last week, I'm not buying the Tampa Bay hype. I'm Tampa, not buying
4: yeah. it. Tem- Tampa Bay will be a great team. It's not that Tom Brady was bad. Uh, the one interception that he threw by him and Mike Evans had uh, miscommunication, so that one. That's. It's gonna, you know, I mean, I agree. That, that the, the only Mr. one that was bad was the pick like six. Like forty yards
1: past him, like yeah,
4: the, the pick six was the was the bad was the worst yes. play. But outside of that, I don't think he played bad really that bad. All no, right.
3: but like the the Bucks are going to have to go through the Saints at some point to get yeah. to the Super Bowl, uh-huh. and the Saints are just going to always pour on thirty five plus points on the Bucks.
4: That's true. But the thing is that you know the the Buccaneers showed it. I mean, if you take away the pick six. Or not even the pick six. If you take away the one pick, like who knows? Like they, it would have been a different yeah. game. Like they, would they lose by ten points? Was it a ten point game? Something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, like I yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, so they're, or they're, they're right there, and this is Tom Brady's first year. This is their first year all playing together. So, like they're obviously they're gonna figure it out. It's, it's, yeah, but Tom Brady don't like have the, too
1: many years it, left. Like kinda, but, year. but
4: I'm saying it's kind of like the Browns. Like it's gonna take some time for them to all gel together. Like they.
1: I still think. I still think Atlanta finishes with a better record than Tampa. No, I think Tampa finishes third in that division.
4: I, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on. That. What happened to Atlanta, man? They used to be a really good wait, team. Wait, because
1: I think they're going to be all right again this year. Now they started defense. rough,
4: but I want to. I want to take you it as opponent. The Tell them to call me. Wanna, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, uh, hello, call.
1: Atlanta. Have you heard yeah. of Tyus Bowe? MVP, Arthur. defensive MVP of the 2015 national championship.
2: I can't think of your GM name, but uh, you did work for the Browns at one point. Be sure uh, to call give us uh,
1: Next question, <laughs> NFC West. So Atlanta played Seattle. They yeah. lost to Seattle. We kind of had Seattle as almost a consensus Super Bowl pick on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that NFC West is crazy. Yes, it? it is. That is the Rams, the Cardinals, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Yeah. Is that the best division in football?
4: Uh, it's between them and the uh... – I think it's between them and the uh, AF. The what is it? The the NFC South. Is that the one we did? So the
1: one we were just talking about. Yeah,
4: I think it's yeah. those two. Yeah. They. The only farther. thing. The only difference is the NFC South. I think
1: you could run into some one eight and eight team in the NFC South, and then I don't know that Carolina is gonna
4: put up th- a lot of wins. You don't think? Mm. You ain't buying it, mm. David. I mean, that's, I don't dislike. They, Carolina, I, mean, I they don't. they was in it with Vegas.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah. again, no defense being played on either side there. That, that, uh, I guess that defense do
4: make it. There. But you know what, though? Hey, when it comes to late in the season, the most important thing to be able to do is run the ball. And guess what they got? A running back. So they'll definitely be in the games.
1: So NFC West, Cardinals looked great. Beat the 49ers. Yes. Rams looked good against... The Cowboys, who everybody thinks is going to be good this year, even though the Cowboys are going to be eight and eight again because that's what the Cowboys do. (laughs) Seahawks.
4: Why does everybody dislike the Cowboys? It's kind of well because
1: it's a it's a track record with the Cowboys. It doesn't matter. You could put everybody on the Cowboys. They're going to finish eight and eight. Uh, (laughs) And then the Seahawks dominate uh, because and they look dominant. Like they look so good.
4: Yeah, they do really well.
1: What's going to happen in that division?
4: (laughs) <laughs> that's, you know, I think um, I think it's going to be basically Kind of what happened last year I think it's going to ultimately come down to Seattle versus San Fran again I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo Is going to have a bad fourth quarter like he did This game um, Arizona, they were hot I, Arizona is going to be a team That's going to be the team to beat in about a year Or two, I think mm-hmm. they I think they. I, it's still something I feel like they're kind of Missing, I, I think Kyler Murray just heroics is the reason that they won that game um but i think it's gonna come down to san fran and seattle again and i i i don't know i, I i'm biased because i played for san fran i play for both actually <laughs> but yeah that's and, right I, 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 i'm playing for both um so but i i'm more closer with the people that's in san fran I haven't been to Seattle. I mean, like Sherm is like, like Sherm is like my big brother. Like being to talk like all about who you know. Yeah, all and, about who. Me you and Sherm know. talk every day. Only. So with that being said, like I, I got a root for Sherm because like that's like I'm biased. It's a biased opinion. Like this is a biased <laughs> opinion. Totally. So you can't really quote me on it. So I, I'm gonna go for San Francisco. <laughs> all right, that's fair. <laughs> all
2: right, staying in that division for just a second. Can Aaron Donald? Become any more of a freak of nature? Or is he just reached (laughs) his feet? Listen,
4: listen to me. (laughs) It's only, it's only, or excluding Tom Brady, it's only two players in the NFL that I would say is just that I watch personally and said that that man is elite. Like he is head and heels above everybody else in this league. Aaron Donald. Yeah, and Khalil Mack—they're my only yeah. two people that I ever watched in the game and said, right. "Man, like that, like this—they are really special." Like I see why, like they are where they at because, like, they are just that much better than a lot of people. I, I mean, I, when,
2: I mean, when's the when's the last time you saw a defensive lineman just just take on a double team and just
4: bull rush yeah, both I, of them? I the right into that, a, was, that was one. awesome. Yeah. Oh, here you, you I'm mad how 30. he did. I'm mad how he did. Mm. Boom. That you said I'm mad how he did Zeke like that, and Zeke is like yeah. strong, but he like took Zeke off his feet. And I'm like, dude, you hold on, I Zeke, my boy. You can't be doing my boy like that. All right, leave.
1: All right, Thomas Powell. Last question: uh, You're not allowed to pick the Chiefs. Who wins the Super Bowl? <laughs>
4: <laughs> the funny thing is. Uh, I have wrote. I I have already written down my my Super Bowl predictions for this year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is the Chiefs is in it, and the other team I want to tell you who it is, <laughs> but y'all gonna look at me crazy. I can't. I don't want to say it, but I come on. I, I, come on. Come I on. you know what? I'm gonna show it to you, so y'all so y'all know that I got it. Let's do it. I, I know I got it written down. I don't. Think I made I don't this. Think... I made this on September 12 twenty twenty.
3: This was no, now my- it's gonna be like it's <laughs> Detroit. Oh, yes! Seattle. Seattle
4: yes. yes. oh,
1: were we not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs>
4: Did you, y'all see the y'all see oh. the date and the town. So I can see. Yeah. 12, yeah. That was, that was my, our pick. That's, that's that, it. That, that, was that was our, our pick. My, that was my guess.
3: That was I pick. I have Seattle winning it all. I think I think their defense like takes that step to becoming an elite defense this year. I think their offense Small is gonna Adams click. Helps. Yeah, Joe, ew, absolutely. Um, but also, I think Russ just like comes into another tier of elite quarterback level and is just slinging it this year. And they got a good running game with Chris Carson and like and Carlos that. be- and, and Carlos side no bucks. That's gonna be tough. What? That's gonna be a tough
4: team to stop. Yeah.
3: All right, man. Well, see. well hey, time is <laughs> I I I
4: like I said, I, they definitely they did a lot. They they made some key yeah. uh picks. Yeah. I Speaking think sometimes of... I think about that pass rush. It would have been nice if they would have kept Javion clowning, but Dude, yeah, how good did he look? By the way, yeah, he that oh, last maybe, night. Yeah, oh that, my god, that man's a freaking nature too. He for dude. all the people in Cleveland <laughs> were
1: like, we don't even want him. I watched him play for Tennessee last night, and I was like, <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh no, ain't nobody he nobody in Cleveland him. better never say that they didn't want Cloudy. Chad,
2: well, he clearly didn't want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, like, like we offer him the most money. Why the hell did you want to be here? You didn't like the city, right?
4: It's a, I don't know. You know people. People don't like Cleveland for their own reasons. I, I think it's a, I think it's a great city. I think it's one of those. It's an honest city where you have to work for it, whatever you get, like whatever you so want Tybus, to. You know, to is it. willing to stay and here in
1: I'll, Cleveland, work here.
3: Absolutely,
4: absolutely. i sure will. Wait, okay,
3: <laughs> <laughs> one one last question. You don't have to say the city, <laughs> but like, is there a particular team like you like if they offered you a contract? unless he had other offers <laughs> for lesser value.
4: Wait a minute. Say that again. Oh, All right. Like if this. there is a okay. city
3: that offered you like the most amount of money you've ever expected from a contract, mm-hmm. but you had a few other smaller offers from cities that you liked more, is there one city that was like, oh, hell no. Like no matter what they give me, I'm not going there. You don't have to say Ooh. the city, but like, does that exist for you? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. No, absolutely. Because that's what we're thinking with Jadavion. It's just like, it's like we're giving you, options like different like year contracts you know, but it's
4: a lot that goes into it he might not it might yeah. like the browns might play a scheme that he might not be effective in he might look at the scheme and be like that don't fit me like i think what, i think when, mike vrabel yeah oh, like
3: I, he's mike vrabel oh man he's been I with mike vrabel was the biggest yeah, he's
4: been with vrabel they run the yeah. i think they run the three four don't they they were together in houston yeah. Yeah, and he's a stand-up dn yep. so like it's kind of like you know it fits him like
2: vrabel shout out guys
4: okay. What okay. no books. <laughs> all
1: right, Tybus Powell, man. We've kept you long enough. Thank you. It was so much fun having you on. We appreciate you. Uh Tybis Powell, again, I don't know if you heard, but he was the 2015 <laughs> defensive MVP for the national championship. Uh, but also get out. He doesn't
2: and, remember it. He doesn't remember it, but we do. <laughs> yeah, we remember it. it. It's
1: irrelevant to me. I got the ring. That's <laughs> yeah, all that right. matters. Yeah. Very relevant right. to us. Yeah. Uh but catch Tybus uh on his really entertaining podcast. For real, go listen to it. Uh, just fair warning, though, they do it at uh, uh, B-dubs, and yes. so you're going to get hungry yes. for wings mm, while you're listening. Yeah. I think I'm about to
4: start this day where I might try a new wing every Friday. 18-minute wings, Tybus. Ooh, 18 Tyvus. That's, that's on this list. Be 18 minute wings. I, was, I was straight ordered. 18-minute
1: wings. Shout out to Mike. So Tyvus' um, podcast is called the No Cap Podcast, so yep. look that up. Uh, they are two episodes in, but really entertaining. Uh, but Tyvis this was great. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time with you and uh, we'll talk to you again down the line. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night. And that was Ohio state Buckeye legend. And as we said a couple times, even though he didn't seem to care, we cared Uh, defensive MVP of the 2015 national championship Buckeye team, Tyvus Powell. What a great freaking guy. What a great interview. Again, check out his podcast available on your local podcast carrier, no cap. It's called the no cap podcast. Uh, Really, really good stuff. So uh, Tyvus Powell, guys, that was, that was freaking great.
2: That was awesome. (laughs) I don't know. Just uh, what a, what a, what a positive, like happy go lucky guy, man. That was awesome.
1: Yeah. I uh, like that is something that I will, I feel like I'm going to refresh the transaction list in the NFL weekly to see if I can pick up on Tyvis Powell getting picked up, man, because uh, uh, that's a guy that looks like he's ready to work. And, and, and I'll tell you what we, Chad, you and I know this, Joe, you'll know this someday. Uh, he's, he's a new dad. His kid's two months old. Uh, that changes, that changes how you feel about work and how you feel about opportunities and work ethic and all that. Not to say that he didn't have a good work ethic before because he, of course he did. But uh, things are different now, so I would love to see him get a shot somewhere. I bet, uh, I bet that might be the last time he needed a shot.
2: Yeah. 100 percent. hundred percent.
1: So yeah, extra it was awesome.
2: Going into that.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to talk to him about calling his fiance his fiance. But you know, uh, besides that, <laughs> uh, that's gonna pretty much do it for us, uh, guys. Uh, what What do you guys have before we take off, Joe? I know you got something. You want I got. To
3: I got one last thing. Come on, Joe! And it's, it's just like the the patriarch of the show, Joe Exotic, <laughs> gives he's and he's the he patriarch gives, of our show. He honestly might be <laughs> um, unofficial <laughs> patriarch of the show, Joe Exotic, dad. But through his little family tree, going to Carol Baskin, who debuted on Dancing with the Stars, I think last night. Yes. 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 During Dancing with the Stars, they aired this show from Don Lewis, the husband she killed and fed to the Tigers. Don Lewis's lawyer had an ad on Dancing with the Stars. I'm going to play it right now. you ready for this shit? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm ready. Yes. Oh my God. Wait, have you guys seen this? Oh my God. No. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. All right, here we go. All right, here we go.
5: I'm Gail, one of Don Lewis's daughters.
0: We are a real family and to us, he was daddy. I'm Linda, one of Don Lewis's daughters, and we miss our dad.
5: I'm Donna, I'm Don Lewis's oldest daughter. We need to know what happened to our father.
3: I'm Ann, Don's former assistant. All we're asking is justice for Don.
2: Don Lewis mysteriously disappeared in 1997. His family deserves answers. They deserve justice. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved?
5: $100,000 reward has been funded. You can call the TIP line at (laughs)
3: 646-450-6530. Or call our office at 800-LITIGATE. Thank you. Okay, okay. (laughs) Hold up, hold up. They raised $100,000. Or any what? information leading to the death of Don Lewis from 1997, <laughs> mind you, that's 23 years ago. And then they aired that after Carol Baskin danced on Dancing I mean, with the Stars. Get I mean, out of here. Yeah. I'm done. That Listen, was the cherry on top of this year.
1: I'm calling what was the number one eight hundred litigation or something like that. I'm yeah. calling that number and I'm gonna say, I got a tip for you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I need you to I need you to drive down to Florida. And I need you to inspect some old tiger shit. And I'm going to guess you're going to find some DNA in that. (laughs) I love how how the ad specifically called out Carol Baskin. Like, if you know what happened to Don Lewis, or if Carol Baskin was involved.
0: (laughs) What?
2: I don't know who the decision maker was on that, but that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant.
3: Absolutely unreal. Incredible marketing. Uh, We can post a video... It is, um, as you would expect um, from a Florida law firm. Um, <laughs> so you're saying it's shot, like Elk Elk? shot on an iPhone 6, and everyone's Elk and Elk. wearing suits that are too small for them, clothes that are 20 years too old for them.
2: All the weird shit happens it in Florida. It is what it is. All the weird shit happens in Florida. All the weird shit. I love yeah.
1: that, and I hope they play it. I hope Carol Baskin stays on that show long enough for them to play that multiple times.
2: Oh, and for them to oh god for them to like (laughs) can you imagine like if dancing with the stars was was complicit in in the arrest of carol baskin like (laughs) all
1: i I know know. all i know is carol baskin's dance partner does not want to lose
3: no no
2: no no. no, he's dead he's dead if she loses loses. because then they can expect some fresh tiger shit because his DNA <laughs> yeah. will be
1: there. <laughs> there's uh, excuse me. There's blood in my tigers. Oh, wait. Nope. That's my husband. That's
2: that's a finger. That's, that's my dance.
1: Finger. That's my dance partner. All right. That was awesome, Joe. I'm glad you could. I'm glad you know what, Chad. I'm not even giving you a chance because nope. I'm just glad Joe could play us out on that. Nope. So I'm not gonna.
2: I'm not gonna have anything better than that. Yeah.
1: No. How could we? Uh, that's gonna do it for episode 28 of the Garage Beers podcast. Uh, again, uh, go follow us on our social media pages on Twitter and Instagram at the garage beers. Also look for us on Facebook and then you can find us all individually because we're fun to follow on things too. On Twitter at garage beers, Mike at garage beers, Chad and at garage beers, Joe. Uh, And so go follow us, share us with your friends. If you don't mind hit that subscribe button and give us a rating on whatever platform you are listening. And we hope you really enjoyed this one. Again, our thanks go out to Buckeye. Great Buckeye champion Tyvis powell uh for a a a great interview we really enjoyed having him on uh so for the guys here for chad over on the east side for joey down in nashville uh this is michael saying uh, we'll see you again this time
5: next week cheers everybody